This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello everybody and welcome to the Super Cast. I'm John Abraham, joined by David McDonald. And let me just put out a disclaimer. It's been a slow news week. There's going to be very little analysis or insight. There's nothing to review, nothing to preview. So if you're here for serious New Japan Pro Wrestling talk, then I suggest you do yourself a favour, give this one a miss. Come back to us when the hiatus is done because... There is going to be a lot of us on our bullshit today. I scoured the wrestling world for everything and anything tangentially related to New Japan. And most of what I came up with is going to be us making fun of bad things that people said or wrote. And there was a lot of that this week. So you have been warned. This episode is going to be a mess, Damon. Right. We're, gonna, we're not going to make friends on this episode? Is that what you're trying to tell me, Joel? Is this, will, this will be an episode where... Uh... Our Twitter followers will go down and or and or oh, definitely. <laughs> at least at least a hundred. <laughs> and a lot of those, you know, big names that have started following us recently, they'll be gone. Yeah. So Yeah. We thank thanks. We enjoyed it while it lasted. Yeah, you know, listen, we we're pretty good at that. We're pretty good at the self sabotage in, in, in all aspects of life. So why not? Why not uh, why not do it here? It has been brutally painful, hasn't it? Like this whole and again, uh, we know why and health and safety and public fears and okay, that's, uh, but from just putting that aside for just a second and being a little bit self-indulgent, this has sucked so bad. Oh, because it does seem like, like it, it feels like people are losing their minds. If it and and it's only been a handful of days and we've missed shows and okay. But it does feel like like every everywhere I turn, I, I'm just shaking my head at what the fuck is going on with people. <laughs> yeah, de- I definitely agree with that part. People have just completely broken brain at this point. If our Discord is anything to go by, <laughs> people are just losing their damn minds. People are just spouting absolute nonsense. Uh, you, you got everyone to go and give Nicole a follow on Twitter because her, her diary tweet updates have just been absolute gold. So... Uh, yeah, it's been a tough time, but you know what? I don't mind it. I, I've got the same opinion for this and things like when uh, a video game I'm looking forward to is delayed because it's not ready yet. I don't mind because I know that I have got enough media that it, on, on my watch lists and reading lists and video game lists to consume. Like I'll be dead in the ground for a long, long time before I even get through half of that stuff. So the fact that New Japan Pro Wrestling is put to one side... I'm using that as an opportunity to play some games I haven't played before, read a book I haven't read before, watch some TV or films that I haven't seen before, or you know, do something more productive with my time. So whilst I do miss the wrestling, I'm not like climbing the walls desperate to get a fix of it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, there, and there is plenty out there, and it is a good time to maybe dive into other you know, promotions or shows. or I know everybody's got a, a usual backlog of pro wrestling that they need to catch up on because they... They feel like they get the Wrestle Kingdom burnout, um, and that whole week is just nonstop pro wrestling. So yeah, it is nice. Um, 
I don't know, but I just kind of I maybe it's the timing of it. I know, you know, if this were just you know, a week of random row two shows, I think people would have a little bit more of a okay, it is what it is, blah 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 kind of attitude. Whereas, I think a lot of people were super stoked for that anniversary main event. Um, that you know, they technically they could put that match somewhere right it is just one single singular match that they would have to reschedule but then you had the new japan cup and i think a lot of people a enjoy new japan cup in general and b it was an exciting first round right there was some sexiness that was there and we i mean (laughs) i've got my list david i i was i really wanted to find out who was going to be main eventing and challenging for the title at Soroku Genesis and all these dream matches that I was looking forward to like Taiji Makina versus Tomorosho Ishii uh, Foro Henir against Tagaloi Hiroyu Tamahashi against Sak Zaber Jr Nikki Nicholas versus Tenzen Sinjoku Jasokujuno Jukua versus Evil and Hiroku Goto versus Yuji Takahashi all off the table so I'm devastated I know you are oh look I mean you got to start somewhere, right? <laughs> I guess I'll leave it at that. You got to start somewhere. I hope Tony Yano keeps himself busy this month. Tony Yano's got Tony Yano's got a couple of pizzas he's got to make. Tony Yano's going back to the pizza shop. Um, that video is is uh, again. Don't do it if you can't do it. That's the way I say it. Don't do it if you can't do it. But oh, definitely do it. It was great, and I loved it. Unironically. Uh, every second of it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't want to be mean-spirited about it and be like, ha, 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 look at this stupid thing. I really liked it, and I got a lot of pleasure out of it, so Me too. But I'm not going to mention it. <laughs> so <laughs> if you know, you know. Right, if you know, you know. Right, right. If you follow us on Twitter, you would have spotted it somewhere retweeted amongst all the other nonsense that I post. Right. You know what? It, was, it wasn't almost a... Just a, just a light, refreshing take on pro... You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't this... The person going on, it wasn't like us jerk offs going off on stupid rants, and you know, it was just like somebody saying, All right, here, here are the picks. Uh, yeah, good, good, good for him. Um, hopefully, hopefully, what this does is, uh, allows people to dig a little bit deeper, you know what I mean? Like, I think my end goal in, in that would be, um, all right, yeah, yeah, you know. you've dipped your toe in the pool a little bit let's let's you know what i i welcome i welcome them wholeheartedly come on come on board um and enjoy yeah we're not gatekeepers damon no well i mean sometimes (laughs) but um yes that was uh that was that was almost the start of where we where we wound up here today so uh Ah, oh, always entertaining, always fun. The world of pro wrestling, right, Joel? Right. I'm, I mean, what else? I mean, there has been so many. Like, it's not even stuff that in, directly impacts New Japan, but it's just this, like this whole world of pro wrestling around New Japan has been just. I I, I feel like it's earth two or something or you know like where where have where have people's brains gone i don't where has critical thinking gone uh all right it's gonna be a hell of a show 
I'm just looking for the positives, Damon. Liverpool finally lost the game in the Premier League, so that did was they? good. Did they? Thus uh, preserving Arsenal as uh, their 2003-2004 team as the only Premier League team to have gone an entire season unbeaten. So I can touch and go there for a bit. I was a bit scared, but they, they've lost the game, so... That's it. Arsenal's record remains intact. All right. Well, there you go. You got something to be happy about there. Um, who did they lose to? They lost to Watford, who? which was a big surprise because I think Watford are like 19th. Wow. But it, it just goes to show, you know, that there's a lot of interesting discourse about this because that Arsenal team, 2003-2004, it wasn't a hugely dominating side that destroyed everyone in their path. I mean, we drew a lot of games. We drew there were 38 league games. We drew 12 of them. That's a lot of draws. So if it came down to you know a, a straight match between that Arsenal side and the Liverpool side for this season, the Liverpool side would probably win. It's it's a better team. They're going to have a record points total, and, and they're incredible. But to not drop, you, you know, you, you all like ninety nine point nine percent of teams have those days where you know they turn up, they're not quite on their game, a little bit tired, or they're a little bit complacent, and the opposition plays a blinder. And they come unstuck. That happens to most teams most of the time. But that Arsenal team never happened. They they didn't have any of those days. And when they do have those days, they were able to dig in and mitigate the drop in performance to the to the extent where they didn't lose. So I think that is quite a unique achievement. So I'm not going to sit here and argue that that was the greatest football team of all time. But I think there's something to be said for the sort of mental resilience of a team to not lose a single game. Was that a home game? Or- uh, Liverpool, no, it was away. Oh, okay. Wow, their fans had to be going berserko to to, to to knock them off, knock them off pace. But they're still in in the league lead, right? They're going to win this. Oh yeah, they're they're going to win it at Canter. But I, you know, that's part of the issue, isn't it? That when you know that you're going to win, you're going to win easily, and no one's going to catch you, then it's very difficult to not you know turn up for games where you're playing against the 19th place team in the Premier League and. You know, take it easy because it's really hard to keep up that intensity and competitive edge, especially when you're competing in other competitions as well. You're going to take your eye off the the prize at some point. Can we talk a little bit about ties and or draws or whatever, however you want to? Like, the, if you bought a ticket to a game and it winds up even, and there's no definitive winner, does that bother you at all? No, it's part and parcel of the game isn't it it depends on the context as well they can be very exciting dramatic rewarding experiences I've been to Arsenal games to live games that have ended in draws that have uh, had run the whole gamut of emotions I remember one uh, at home when we drew 4-4 with Tottenham with Spurs our hated North London rivals and we were winning 4-2 with like two minutes left on the clock and ended up uh, throwing it away and drawing 4-4 so that was a draw and you might, you can't just hand wave draws like that because that draw felt like a defeat I was devastated after that and at the same time we've had draws where you know we snatched the last minute equaliser and it's felt like a win so it depends on the nature of the draw I guess alright I, I just kind of need a resolution in my sports you know what I mean I, like I need a winner and a loser uh, in, in a set determined amount of time and to have it be oh no one won. Okay. <laughs> I, just, I just... I have trouble... Does that extend to wrestling? <laughs> like the Dominion 2017 match, Omega Okada? That ended in a time limit draw. I love that match. Yeah. Think of all the dramatic time limit draws we've had in New Japan over the years. Right. I don't know. I, I, I think that's the biggest challenge. And hockey had that for many years, mind you. Let, let's be very clear. 
Um, and so, and I will say that sometimes, like the, the overtime, the, the the idea of trying to have an absolute winner has somewhat watered down the idea of. So they'll go into an overtime period, but it's not even like a like a regular game. So they take two people for each team off the ice. So it's three on three. And then they break a game down into shootouts. And you know what? Shootouts kind of stink because, because that's not a game. That's just like one individualized skill to, de- to determine a game. So, yeah, I don't know. I think I – I, I, I the idea of seeing the same score for each team and that being it kind of bothers me. There's a hot take for you. <laughs> okay, all right. I like this. We've got you warmed up, Damon. All right, all right. I want more hot takes here all because right. I ha- there's a, a very interesting article that I read. I'm not going to say what website it is or who wrote it because I don't want to give it the oxygen, to be honest. I'm just going to read you the title. Oh, God. And I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate here. I'm going to read this article to you and you're going to have to uh, retort to it. Okay, so f- first of all, just give me your gut reaction when I read the title to you. 10 things New Japan Pro Wrestling could learn from WWE. Jesus Christ. Um, how are you feeling about that? I, listen, um, I hope it, it, I don't even think it's like a technical like how to do good pyro. Um, I don't even know if, if that. Well, I, I just wait for it. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. Should we get get start then? Number one. Okay, and you tell me, you know, if you think this is a fair point or it's nonsense, you, you just give me your response. All right. Uh, number one, making the making the product easily available. Uh, it's easy to watch WWE. They've got multiple TV deals. WWE Network, awesome and has great value. Huge library that's easily searchable. WWE also has great social media, including a YouTube channel that breaks everything they do into easily digestible segments. New Japan Pro Wrestling can sometimes take some effort to watch. Searching through New Japan World can be difficult, especially for English users. New Japan could also use a more reliable USA TV deal. Okay, uh, well, is is this what New Japan can learn about fans in the United States? Is this what this article is? (laughs) Because, all right. Um, I don't understand the idea of this, this website being this crazy to navigate just do like here's what it is. I want something that that is hand delivered to me on a fucking platter. Like there are so many tools out there that people have created, let alone the network itself, to help you enjoy this product. I, I it's not that I, Joel. Is this a if I can do it, anyone can do it. I don't understand this idea of difficulty. The social media. It's all they have is social media. They do, a, they do a pretty good job. So I think they do do right. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's a fair response. I think they're getting better at that. I think maybe several years ago that would have been a fair accusation. And certainly some of those points are salient. I mean, they getting a, a good US TV deal would be great. But yeah. let's go to the next one. All right. All right. Number two, the benefits of a women's division. Oh, Jesus. WWE Christ. women's division is stacked. God damn WrestleMania it. And are responsible for some of the... Let me finish. Some of the most interesting things WWE has done in decades. There aren't any women's matches in New Japan. Their parent company, Bushiro, does own uh. a women's promotion, Stardom. Stardom's cool, but they don't get near the resources New Japan does. So far, the only real cross-promotion between the two was a dark match at Wrestle Kingdom. New Japan title that could be defended in Stardom would do wonders. But I think completely integrating women into the New Japan uh. tradition Best. Can you imagine how cool young lionesses would be? Yes or no, Damon? 
I'm I'm pushing back the fucking uh like look <sighs> Okay, we we've done this one to death, right? I mean, we, we it does feel it, it does feel why like why is it that this is a constant thing? And like you're going to but if if you don't like it then you you're obviously misogynistic and it's not it's not it that is, <sighs> well, my, my retort would be this, right? New Japan can't even book a fucking tag division, and you expect them to be able to do a women's division as well. <laughs> right. Come on, let's have a bit of perspective here. All right, let's go. Number three, how to create spectacle. WWE is a hype machine. Many of their events attract an audience on the event's name alone. WrestleMania, okay, uh, I'm reading it at word for word here. Survival Series. Royal Rumble. They achieve this through catchy names, elaborate sets, official theme songs, celebrity attendees, and great press, among other things. There's only one New Japan show that has the gravitas of a top WWE show, Wrestle Kingdom. Some of New Japan's bigger shows have similar names, which makes it hard to explain to casuals. The Madison Square Garden shows are a good start. I'd like to see it, and the Wrestle Kingdom show join others to create a New Japan Big Four. So, the shows are hard to pronounce... Is that the, the major complaint? Um, I think... I, I don't know if it's hard to... Saying it's hard to pronounce, but there there is not... Well, this person is claiming that there is not the clear top four shows of the year. But really? I don't think that's true. Yeah, I mean... Wrestle, well, you got Wrestle Kingdom, clear number one. Yeah. Dominion, yep. clear number two. Yep. G1 Finals, yep. number three. Number four, King of Pro Wrestling. It's not hard. I don't understand, and the, you know, like honestly, if this is a this is this is an article for people who don't want to pr- perform any effort. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is what this article is. How how and for, let's be very clear here. Uh, WWE goes out of their way to tell you that they're not a pro wrestling company. So can we make that very clear? Um, this. Like this hype machine. It, this the, New Japan Pro Wrestling is a pro wrestling company, kids. I, I see. It's six o'clock in the morning. I'm already want to want to jump out a fucking no, window. I, I'm so no. no I, we're we're going through this whole point, David. All ten of them. No, all right. There's no getting out of this. No okay. Out of it. Number four, giving their giving their talents proper entrances. Speaking of spectacle, shut WWE the fuck <laughs> up. Are you, wait, wait, wait. No, no, let me, no, let me no, no shut the fuck finish. up. I can't fucking. <laughs> what? Literally, you have the young bucks right now copying uh, an entrance that is pretty grand uh, with the young bucks and Okada dollars. Uh, the, the the video packages that New Japan Pro Wrestling puts on for these guys are are some of the best in the world, and I dare I would say rival that of the hokey bullshit that a WWE entrance might have. Um, are you Can gonna- I just read this because there's right. one sentence in here that like nearly made me wet myself. Okay, the ramp, huge LED boards, and newly returned Piro. So he's, this person's written P I R O. Oh. Make wrestlers feel like stars. Most of the time, New Japan entrances leave a little to be desired. Mostly, wrestlers st- wrestlers stumble out of a hallway. Sometimes more. What? I can't even read it. What, what, yes. Mostly wrestlers, mostly wrestlers stumble out of a hallway. Sometimes four at a time. <laughs> four, I didn't, 
<laughs> walks out of a hallway and does what? Most rest- mostly wrestlers stumble out of a hallway, sometimes four, four at a time. <laughs> this person's like, what? <laughs> like one road to Karakuen show where like the dads have come like rumbling out from Mighty Man eight man tag team back to the start and their whole face is based off of this I got an idea Joel let's set up some pyro in a building that holds 2200 people that'd be a great idea right on the fifth floor I'm gonna die of the most of the most historic building for pro wrestling Let's do this. Let's set off a bunch of pyro in the fucking Cork and Hall. Holy for mother. the young lions. Yeah. Young lions coming out for their mighty man attack. Oh, oh God. Uh, a few New Japan wrestlers use copyrighted songs that need to be overdubbed on the broadcast. I'm not saying New Japan needs the huge production that WWE. I'm just saying they should be better than your average indie show. Oh. Right. Are you ready for the next one, then? This hurts. I'm not going to lie. This yeah, really no. fucking hurts. <laughs> I don't get we're, we're doing it. Five, how to effectively use gimmick matches. New Japan does gimmick oh. matches, but they're few and far between. Yeah, yeah, Most yeah, yeah. Wait, let's pause there. Let's pause there. Yeah, they're few and far between. Why? Because they mean something. Okay, go ahead. Uh, uh, WWE is the king of the gimmick matches. They use a wide variety such as ladder matches, table matches, cage matches, casket yeah. matches, hell in the cell, yeah. elimination chamber, and war games. Whoa. The hard hit New Japan style would lend itself well to these concepts. I really just want lots of Minoru Suzuki cage matches. <laughs> Me too. Uh, yay. Okay. Great. Uh, and New Japan does, you know what they do? They do title matches that mean something. That's it. That's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool concept. I know. I know. Hard, hard, hard to, hard to wrap your head around it. Um, I saw that, like, and again, I, I kind of saw it in crossing. There's a tag team elimination chamber match. I was just like, of, uh, and I like, I'm just looking at the names and, and the faces that were in the on, the on the promo, and I was just like, whoa! I mean, just shoehorning in people into a match that just there's no reason. They just have matches to have matches, you know. It's like, we're going to have an elimination chamber match because, well, we set it up. If I wanted to watch 12 men having a, a bad, clumsy fight in a cage, I'd go down to my local prison. <laughs> exactly. Here you go. Put down. It's, all right. This is, uh, like, all right. I, I mean, this is, this. There's artist. nothing else to talk about, Dave. No, there really isn't. Okay, six. How to keep it family friendly. WWE is a family product. For the most uh. part, parents can let their kids watch without worry. At New Japan, the swear jars are full. Mm. The English wrestlers make it worse by taking advantage of the language gap. Also, what few women there are in New Japan can be objectified. They often choose opportunistic camera angles, if you catch my drift. Uh-huh. I can also say from experience that it's easier to get kids interested in the WWE project. Adorable Naito fans aside, a little more family friendliness could help New Japan grow even bigger. <sighs> Please, for the love of God, look at a New Japan Pro Wrestling audience and compare it to a WWE audience. For the just do that for me. Um, n- number one, number two. What is the name of this article again? How to make. New Japan better or more like the... What, Ten what, things New Japan could learn from WWE. Could learn. Could learn from. 
Yeah, if they wanted to be a company that does everything in their power to not be a pro wrestling company. Um, now, I will say this. I will say this. That those camera shots that the person who wrote this article is referring to are ridiculous. I, and I think everyone can kind of agree that having a, a, a handheld camera basically be a proctologist exam, you know, is a little bit jarring, right? It's not something that you're going to bring uh, uh, the family necessarily into uh, enjoy. That being said, I can go through a laundry list of WWE moments that they completely embrace that could be questionable in that regard. Um, WWE is a f- this family friendly. They they hide behind this family friendly idea and concept for advertisers, not because of some fucking moral high ground. Let's be very clear here. They're trying to skirt away from being this, as Vince would love to call it, you know, a mud show or this this low brow entertainment, and be this, you know. You know, be like a like a sitcom or uh, the longest running dramatic series or whatever the fuck they want to call it. Again, uh, the idea that uh, Vince is doing this for any other reasons than to skirt around the issue that they're a pro wrestling company uh, for advertisement purposes is laughable. <sighs> So you think it's okay for New Japan wrestlers to swear? You think that should continue? Well, because I think it should. Because I think it's cool as shit. I, I love it when Juice Robinson drops an f bomb. I'm like, <laughs> fuck yeah! Yeah, I don't. I, I it doesn't. I, I'm tr- I'm trying to play devil's advocate. I'm going to play devil's advocate here, Joe. And I'll give you I'll give you a, a, an example. So if I if I'm watching a show, and and God. Or in the ring. And in its motherfucker mania. Just constant F-bombs. Maybe they should rename one of the big four shows motherfucker mania. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Follow yeah. this guy's advice. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, the missus will walk in and be like, my God. What what you know, what the what are they doing? Can they say that? Um my, my problem with this article is, Joel, is that this is an American wanting American things. It feels like, doesn't it? Okay, we know the we know the article's trash. I just I want you to address each point. So okay. don't go after the article okay. or the author. Just oh, just let's go point by point. All right. I think you dealt with that one very nicely. Let's go to the next one. Okay. You'll like this one. Seven. How to book supernatural gimmicks. <laughs> I love evil. He's a great wrestler, but it looks like he bought his entrance gear from the Halloween store. New I just, Japan seems yeah. to have trouble making supernatural characters scary or cool. He's the not WWE supernatural. Is great. <laughs> I don't what? WWE's great at making normally cynical wrestling fans buy into the occult. The Undertaker, Kane, Bray Waite, he's written Bray Waite here, uh-huh. or Demon Balor all prove that a little production value goes a long way. <laughs> all right. We need to be on a level playing field here. Nowhere at any point in time has anyone 
any point in time alluded to evil being supernatural. In fact, I wouldn't have have magical powers. (laughs) In fact, just the opposite. Uh, He's a guy that that you could say leans into the goth a little hard. But in no way, sh- yeah, yeah, in no way, shape, or form, has he ever demonstrated any type of chicanery, uh, higher spiritual powers, uh, co- any of that corny bullshit, ever, not once, because he's a human being. <laughs> I know that's a weird concept. He's an actual human being. What, All right, I, so we don't we don't want people to be buying into the occult in our pro wrestling. Okay, next one. Eight producing video packages. New Japan. Oh no! Fuck you! Good. Fuck you! Fuck you! Right out of gate. You're wrong. <laughs> there is not a company on God's green earth that does a better job at producing promo segments. I mean, that Nakanishi one was unbelievable. It, it, has this person? I, I, I will say this: they should they should uh, subtitle them. Or like for the English feeds, because a lot of the time it's all in Japanese, and I would like to know what they're saying. Okay, that's just me though. Okay, but again, let's rename this article: things that that American pro wrestling fans would like New Japan to do for them to be able to absorb their product a little bit better. Like, like if if that that was the the title of of the article, okay, and I would agree. You want to you want to get apps for every platform, your Apple TVs, your your Roku's, your your uh, yeah, I agree. I, I I can agree with that. Do they need a TV deal? Yes. Yeah, I would agree to to penetrate the audience hot in the United States and in the West, that would be tremendously helpful. Yes. Uh, w- g- great. The, the rest is is just uh, Please, 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 please let there be a cure for this coronavirus. Please, I'm, I'm praying. Please, the way, God. The way they piece together the incoherent madness of the WWE into a compelling story never ceases to amaze me. <laughs> really? They're so good that WWE fans can often reference their favorite pre-match hype packages. Uh, New Japan could definitely use some more creative editing and some cool songs. Okay, we're not having that one. Um, uh, Nine, the benefits of interviews. Okay, now you got let me read this and wait till I get to the last line here. The WWE might overuse the wrestler interview, but it can be magical when they do it right. Interviewers give the wrestler something to play off of and can become some of the most beloved talents in the promotion. Outside of press conferences, the closest you get to an interview in New Japan are out-of-breath post-match ramblings. Sometimes it shows off the wrestler's personalities. For example, Kenta is endlessly entertaining. Most times it gives you nothing you don't already know. I think a fan favorite interview would be great in New Japan. I nominate Fat Ass Massa. Jesus. What do we think Christ. of that? Fat, fat Ass Massa becoming a, a regular celebrity uh, interviewer for the wrestlers. Yes or no? <laughs> and, and they can do the little thing at the end where the wrestler walks off and they just sort of stare into the yeah. distance yeah. as the, the video fades out. <laughs> All right, last one, last well, one. Here's the thing. No, no, Number 10. Have, no, no, this yep. article tells me, Joel, is that for years I always would watch pro wrestling and I would always you, – you, you would get beat over the head with the McMahonisms and you would be like, who watches this? Like how could this, anybody – you know, how could this be their idea of pro wrestling? And this wouldn't – like like we've gotten to the point where we're at like um, – 
a, a point where where twenty and twenty five and thirty year olds where that's this is the only thing that like all Vince McMahon did was the waiting game. You know what I mean? He just waited and waited and kept going with this narrative and going with this narrative. And now people actually believe that this is this is like what you need to be to be a. Uh, their, their interviews are some of the. I hate people. <laughs> I just fucking hate people. Okay, good, good, good. All right, last one. Uh, <laughs> number ten, having a consistent Hall of Fame. There are many problems with the WWE Hall that's of Fame. That's it. But at that's least it. it exists. Yeah, that's 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 <laughs> that's rude. That's that's going to shoot New Japan Pro Wrestling <laughs> to the fucking stratosphere. A fucking Hall of Fame. Okay, now let's hear it. Go ahead. Oh, uh, okay. No, I, uh, that's that's it. We're, thank you uh, at Miller Time DMA for sending that to me, uh, listeners. If you want to read that article in full, um, don't. <laughs> Oh, that okay. That's just how we're starting. Oh, all right. I'm exhausted. Let's get into the news. Big, big news this week. Um, mm. With the real anniversary event tonight cancelled, you can catch Taichi streaming the card in Fire Pro Wrestling Worlds on his YouTube channel at 7 p.m. tonight. Okay. Um, is, I wonder if he. Uh, yap, Yapatai Strap. Sorry, uh, there's a question. I, I, I didn't see this. Will you do a show review of Taichi's Fire Pro stream that he's having tomorrow in place of the anniversary show? <laughs> Might as well. Um, I don't know if I'm, I'm a guy that could sit and watch people play video games. Like, I don't mind playing video games. But I don't know if I could. I love. S- I love it. Really? You'll sit and watch people play video games. Well, I'm particularly into speed runs. There's um, a charity event twice a year called Games Done Quick, where they invite professional speed runners on, and they stream people like trying to complete these games as quickly as possible with all these like cool game breaking glitches and stuff. And people watch it, and they donate money for charity, and it's a really good cause. Uh, I I enjoy watching it, and I enjoy listening to the commentary as they explain how you know games that have taken me like fifty hours to complete, they're able to mm. destroy it in like half an hour. I find that really cool. There's some parts of it which I find like really annoying and obnoxious, but I mean I could talk about that another time. But yeah, I I do like watching people play video games. I'm gonna just check in on Taiti's YouTube channel to see if is it on now streaming it right now. Okay, maybe. Right, yeah, check in. We could do some live commentary. I just want to see what Tai Chi's house looks like. That's what I want to know. That, I'd be more curious with that. Like, like if if it's just a screen of him playing Fire Pro, I don't know if I'd be too. Like, but I want to see like a little picture in picture. Like, I want to see his apartment. I want to see his, you know, wherever the fuck he lives. I want to see what's hanging on his walls. I want to see like if he has like unfinished cans of beers. You know, what I mean? like I want to find shit in his house that is that's interesting like i would find that okay so now we've got most of the screen is the fire pro and there's a little window in the top right hand corner of him and someone else i don't know who it is so <laughs> it's, it's quite fun actually yeah all right what what matches on right now uh it looks like bushi mm. is making his entrance now and they've there's like cheerleaders dancing on the entrance ramp so yeah <laughs> obviously this taichi's been listening has uh, read that article that we just referenced and has <laughs> used some of its <laughs> advice to improve the product yeah well that was probably the um because so, i just I, I get in moods so i actually kind of got back in on fire pro and i downloaded the uh, entrance pack is it the entrance uh, dlc where you can like add different elements to entrances and like uh, you can add like logos on the nameplates and all kinds of shit like that so i was doing that over the weekend so 
There you go. Um, huh. Uh, yeah. Um, I would. I, I want to see his apartment. I want to see where he lives. I, I, I hope somebody can get in. Does he have a chat? Do you have, can you chat with Tai Chi while you're there? Uh, there's a live chat window. I don't know how much of it he is reading. Probably yeah. very little, I would imagine. But there you go. The problem I find with Fire Pro is I find it, like, the wrestlers don't look anything like what they're supposed to. I find it really hard to tell who I'm supposed to be looking at. Really? I find it. I, I think oh, I can see Despy. Despy's there as well. There you go. Like, oh, oh, in the, um, in the, in, in the room? Yeah. Ah, oh, shit. What the fuck are we doing a show for? We should be watching that. Um, no, I love I love the fact that the people can create wrestlers, and you know you can have just random old school shit. And I, like I don't play it. I, I I sim everything. Number one and number two, I do more collecting and hoarding of shit and like making rings than I do playing the game. Um, so <laughs> I don't know why I even have it. I just collect the, the shit. Uh, all right. So yeah. Mm. Oh man, we need pro wrestling back so bad. We need New Japan pro wrestling back. So bad. <laughs> okay. Uh, next thing, Ring of Honor news. Oh. Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling are again teaming up for a War of the Worlds tour this year. ROH announced the dates for this year's War of the Worlds event today, with a tour taking place in May, consisting of four shows um, in May. So we got Wednesday, May sixth in Buffalo, New York. Thursday, May seventh in Toronto. Uh, Saturday, May 9th in Michigan, and Sunday, May the tenth in. Uh, Chicago, right? Villa Park, Illinois. Yeah, it's like a suburb yeah, Chicago, of Chicago. Yeah. yeah. Um, all surprised? No, because uh, I mean, we had heard rumblings that there was going to be a tour of that nature. Um, I'm a little surprised that it's it's Ring of Honor involved. Um, to me, that screams of let's split the costs on this, right? Um, uh, yeah, because we we'd heard that rumblings that there might be New Japan stuff, and then there wasn't New Japan stuff, and now it's New Japan and ROH stuff. Right. So I wouldn't go. I wouldn't like. I wouldn't expect a full. Well, obviously, you're not going to get a full New Japan Pro Wrestling show. You'll have a you'll have a little mix. Um, so for those of you thinking that, you know, you're going to be getting a, even a new beginning tour type show, which might be a good thing, quite honestly, uh, you, you might not get that full new Japan pro wrestling experience maybe, but, um, I mean, I would think the usual suspects that would do a tour like that in the past, you know, Naito, you think, uh, give me, give me, uh, I, I'm going to throw out five names. W- would they be on this show? Uh, name number one, Evil. Yes. Okay. And again, nothing confirmed. We're just saying names that would be a likely candidate to be on, on these type of shows. Um, Juice Robinson. No. No. I was going to say no, too, but only because of the fact that, well, I mean, he didn't have a good time at Ring of Honor the last time. That's <laughs> yeah, that's, that would be my reason. I, I could like tell you now which wrestlers. They'll be Evil, yep. uh, Kojima. Okay. Gorillas of Destiny, yep. uh, Yuji Nagata, yep. and <laughs> that's probably it. You think another LIJ? You think a Bushi or a Sonata? Oh, I think Sonata's probably above that now. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, all right, all right. Um, how about, about a Jeff Cobb? Do you think Jeff Cobb would be on these shows? 
Yeah, I mean, he's... I mean, I know he's a tweener. Both I know. companies, isn't he? Yeah, I mean... I, I, I know he can work be, between AEW and New Japan. I wonder if they'll allow him still to do Ring of Honor stuff. That'd be weird, wouldn't it? Would that be weird? To still do Ring of Honor stuff? Uh, no, well, he's... he's He's a he's going to be working the Supercard of Honor show. Uh, they got Jay White. No, is it? I forget. No, Kenta and Ishimori against Jeff Cobb and Dan Math. So he's he will be working that one. So he's a true freelancer, isn't he? He's going to be. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked to see him working AEW, ROH, and New Japan. Right. Yeah. He all. Uh, I would. I would think he might be one of those guys um, that you would circle. To, to uh, be on 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 those shows, um, so yeah, and the thing about it is, is all those shows are are decent driving. Like even the show, like Detroit to the venue in Chicago is like a two and a half hour drive. Uh, Detroit to the Toronto venue is probably a two hour drive. So theoretically, you could hit in Buffalo to Toronto is you know one highway and maybe an hour and a half or so, if that. Um, depending upon when you go in traffic and all that shit. So all these are kind of local. So if, if if you were looking for a little road trip action, that that's not you could definitely do that. You could rent a car and pop and hit all those shows and it wouldn't be too much of a hassle. Um Yeah. I think it's good. What do you think? Do you think it's good that they're working together, Joel? Do you think do you think this is a positive yeah. for both? Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I, I would much rather see Ring of Honor back on its feet and contributing something worthwhile because uh, I just I want to see more options out there, more companies doing well, and ROH doing better is is better for New Japan as well, and is less likely to lead to situations where we have shitty looking uh, small time New Japan shows in the USA. <laughs> I the one line that killed me was coming out for the time <laughs> coming out of a hallway oh shit oh did, also did you see that Rush has won back the ROH title on uh, a show that ran at the same time as AEW Revolution right. <laughs> not what I would have done but right. there you go you gotta get the belt off him somehow right alright uh, I'll go for the Rush good job um, I, I want Ring of Honor to do well I really do I know for all the talk that we had before of, and I think I think a lot of it was well deserved. You know, it was it was critiquing a product that was slipping and slipping hard. Um, but I would love nothing better. I would love nothing better than to hop over to that twenty three hundred arena and watch a great Ring of Honor show like you once could. That would be a goal. It's hard. I mean, when you got when you got a company scooping up. Well, not even a company. When you have a handful of companies scooping up all that talent, all that independent talent, it's tough to have those great shows. But I don't know. Just like everything in life, it's a circle. And I think they'll be back on their feet soon. This uh, five pro match between Naito and Hiromi is really good. Mm. Hiromi just went for a, a tope and just completely crashed and burnt. It went splat straight on the mat. This is brutal stuff. I fucking love uh, it. I love 49 to 16 on, 
uh, on the Discord says, Will Joel and Damon thank Tony Khan for the success of the Super J card? So this is coming off of the back of Tony Khan's comments at the end of AEW Dynamite. Tony Khan said he's cool with talent working in New Japan when it doesn't interfere with AEW, but it hasn't been a two-way street. I don't hear from them often, but if you guys are watching this, you're welcome for all the great stuff I've done for you. Uh, what is he talking about, Damon? Well, what has he done for New Japan? I mean, I... Uh, uh, First, I only read the comments, so I will say that. So I did not hear the comment. So I don't know if this comment was tongue-in-cheek. Was he wink-wink, nudge-nudge, elbow in the ribs? He was. He, he Yeah, he had okay. a little smile on his face, All and right. it was it delivered in a playful tone. But when that gets back to New Japan management, when it gets translated, some of that nuance might be lost. True. True. Um, again, I... I didn't take that personally because I kind of felt like it might have been a wink, wink, nudge, nudge kind of thing. Um, I, think- I don't understand though. What what yeah. is he saying that you're welcome for? What has he done? I, I'm excuse me for being stupid, but what have they got to thank him for? I don't think. I, I think it was just a shitty joke. I really do. I, I think it was just like a, a just a just a, a guy who doesn't know how to be funny. That's what that's what that was. Like if anything, it was a crime against <laughs> comedy. Was a success was it? <laughs> You know what I mean? But, but, nerd. <laughs> yeah, analytics geek. Um, it's, um, I, look, I, I know everybody got, here's, can we go into a deeper conversation about that, that goes here? Why yeah. is there, I was going to ask you if you watched Revolution, but you got here first. I did, I did. And I, I mean, we could talk about that. Um, why is, and especially it feels like now, in the past, and I say when I say now, in the past two years, why are we at this place of absolute tribalism when it comes to this is my team, this is my promotion, this is my flag I'm planting down, and there is no budging, and everyone is at war with each other? How did we get I mean, to, to this spot? Yeah, that, I mean, <clears throat> that obviously is not exclusive to pro wrestling. That can be applied to pretty much anything. You know, True. Religion, politics. Correct. Whatever. So we're just in uncertain, scary times at the moment. And I think that people feel more of a sense of identity and purpose and belonging and community by uh, aligning themselves with a cause or a group that they feel that they identify with and they want to they feel their own sense of worth and value aligns to that of whatever company or religion or political person or group that they're waving the flag for so they feel that you know if someone's aligned themselves with AW right I'm all in with AW that if they're doing well then that person can be proud of them and take uh, some enjoyment out of that. And if people are criticising AEW, then they they take that criticism personally, which is wrong. I mean, you can be a fan of AEW and hear someone criticising it, and, you know, that's not a criticism of you for liking it. It's just, particularly in the entertainment sphere and art, it, I just find it really bizarre that people, someone liking one thing that another person dislikes can be the cause of such animosity. Yeah. Because people are different and they like different things and that's okay. 
because you're different people and that to me that's that's the end of it so you know if i tweet something like oh, i think we'll ospreys rest of the year that's why i just find it it's baffling when people go oh what are you talking about or you know that sort of stuff if i say that i'm enjoying something or i think something is good then other people come and no you don't okay what you know me better than i know myself am i not enjoying it <laughs> do you know what i mean damon it's just this this weird thing where it's bled through for i, I think this is something that you find prevalently in politics and religion and it's kind of bled through to sports and art and entertainment and things like that but politics and religion can impact your life in both a positive and a negative way. Like, right. And people don't want to engage with that anymore because they're finding it too uncertain and too scary. So they would rather live their life in the realm of entertainment and fantasy. Okay, and I get that. And, 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 and tr- trust me, I do. Because people, just, you just become so battered down with the other stuff. And, and maybe broken, and you just don't feel like it's 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 a, it's a worthy fight. Whatever the case may be, um. So you need an, an escape. I get all that. But when 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 we get down to like sport or pro wrestling specifically, like I just find it kind of I, I scratch my head because they all have the same end goal. Pro wrestling companies, I they're. They want your money. Not, not if you ask Kenny Omega. <laughs> right. We'll, we'll get onto that. But we'll get onto that. I mean? But you know what I mean? That's, but like, but like, that's what like I kind of feel. Well, unless bad. we're talking merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going right in his pocket, isn't it? <laughs> what do you mean? Nope, nope. <laughs> what? What? What's f-ing told me that? <laughs> um. Oh God! Um, he didn't. He didn't. We don't talk to Chase. Um, we, but it's yeah, like they pro wrestling companies want your money. You know, at the end of the day, that's that's why they're they're there. And whether they tap into whatever emotion you want to believe that this pro wrestling company is tapping into, that's fine. And I'll go so far as to say, you can spend your money however you want to spend your money. I'll never tell somebody not to buy something. It's your money. Do whatever the fuck you want with it. I don't give a shit. Um, as long as it's, you know, brought back to me too, you know, the, that same thought and that same feeling. But let's not forget that that's what, that's what it's there for. And it's there to play on your emotions and your, and your, uh, uh, likes and it's there to, to to play on the fact that it wants to wrap you up in and take you along for a ride. A good company does, um, but but at the end of the day, they just want your money, right? They don't. Please let's not get confused here and think that a pro wrestling company gives a shit about how you feel, right? Other than yeah, spoiler alert, all corporations are bad. <laughs> Right, right. There Let's, are no good billionaires. Don't think that your billionaire is better than someone else's billionaire. Yeah, they're all scum. Yeah, and and you can talk about every little buzzword that there is nowadays, and whatever you know. How well, we, great, and um, you it can, it can make you feel any way you want. 
but understand that your money is just as green as the next per. You know what I mean? Like that's at the end of the day, they want you to spend that money. Now, it might be easier for you to spend that money with with companies that might on the surface align with what you feel inside as a person, okay? Or what you like as in like for your entertainment. Okay, I get that. Sure, absolutely. Um why support somebody that you wouldn't like? But keep in mind though, still at the end of the day, at the end of the day, this is this is this, these are money making ventures. Um and they got their hands in your pocket to take as much money as they can out of it. That, that I mean, I hate to be as as blunt, but that's I mean, that's just not just pro wrestling. Let's let's be fair about that too. Um, but know that and it feels like that gets lost somewhere, like that tribalism that I no that can't possibly be, and this that and the other thing, and I'm gonna. I'm changing my Twitter handle from this company's name to this other company's name. Yeah. And this is a momentous decision. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, okay, look, go for it. Uh, but understand that – What the, I mean, even this, even this podcast to a large degree, right? We do it because we love it, right? And we do it because – again, I've said it a thousand times. I, I, I need – and I'm speaking for me, I, for my purposes, I need to get this out of my system because I'd like to talk about it. I don't like to talk about it every fucking waking moment, right? I like to do it for two, three hours, get it all out of my system so I can go and do other shit throughout the day. But know that, like, yeah, this is why we do that po- this podcast. We don't even get paid for it. <laughs> what do you think of that? We lose money, so... You know what uh, fucks me off, Damon? When Pete, when when friends of mine ask me, "Oh, what, what do you think of that New Japan show?" Listen to the fucking podcast that I do every week. Yep, yep. Well, I, here's the thing: I got friends too. They go, "Well, I'll just text you. I don't have to. Li- I don't have to listen to it. I could just. I could just." And 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 that's one of the reasons why I don't return texts. <laughs> I really don't because I'm like, all right, I talk about it for fucking three hours a, a week. You know, you get you get it. You get it all. It's all right there. Um. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, trust me, I, I feel the same way. What do you think of Revolution? I mean, you know, I don't want to go match by match, but just your overall thoughts on it. I liked it. I did. I'm not gonna lie. I liked it a lot. Yeah, me too. I, I thought the tag match was. I, I thought the tag match was really great. Hmm. Agree. Um. I thought, and, and I'm happy that they're doing well. I, I've I've enjoyed Dynamite over the last few weeks. I think they've improved a lot and. It's fun and it's good. I think it's I think it's really good. Um, I think Kenny that matchup with with Pac was unbelievably good. Like that was there. You know, we talk about Jesus Christ moments, and there was at least four of them. I was like, holy fucking shit! Um, that that was one of the best U.S. matches, you know, televised. I've seen it in a long, long time. And then that following up with that tag match. And I think that video package that they did, that was pretty good. Look, I'm not a big fan of being the elite. And I, I, I just it just doesn't connect me. I'll never sit and watch it. Never. Just it's just not for me. It's, um But I mean the way that they you know weaved in all the little little 
plot lines and the little things and with Hangman and that little interview with Jr. sitting at the, at the look. That was I I dug it all. I thought it was I thought it was really good. I look. I mean, look, it was a, a rehash of the. Young Bucks, Golden Lovers match, but that was a really good match, and this was a really good match. You know, I, I don't mind stuff like that. As good wrestling is good wrestling. I don't care, you know, what it's dressed up as. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. I thought Mox and, and Jericho. I thought that was super fun. I thought that was really fun. Um, but no, I, uh, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that the the entire show. Um, yeah, there were things that didn't quite hit the mark. Um, but overall. Again, I thought that tag match was one of the best matches I've seen all year in a, in a, in a very short year. Um, but good show. They're, they're on a roll. They're, they are on a roll. And, they, and if they can keep that momentum, um, this, this, they could easily fall into a regular watch for me. Let's put it that way. Let's uh, move subjects here. All Japan Pro Wrestling in talks with WWE. Um, Jun Akiyama's going over to the Performance Center. He's going to spend some time there and see some tapings and be a guest coach. Some <laughs> speculation that this is going to lead to WWE possibly buying All Japan and that will be the genesis of NXT Japan. We've also got Wrestle 1 going out of business uh so we've got a few questions here puff and brain on twitter says how does the all japan wwe stuff affect new japan uh bash says will we see any wrestlers from the closing of wrestle one uh christoph burke same thing with wrestle one closing their doors could any of their talent be joining new japan so what are your thoughts on the whole situation never good right never good this is mm. this is a situation that we have talked i about. said this was gonna happen didn't i you did um this is not what you want um you know one of the things I remember seeing in recent days were, were WWE talent, uh, specifically Japanese talent, tweeting out, everything's fine, everything's good, this is for the betterment of pro wrestling. Oh, Naito's won, sorry Damon, Naito's won. Oh! He's won the Fire Pro match, it was a really good match, I would strongly recommend everyone going and checking it out. But yeah, sorry, All right. go ahead. I'll see if it's on XWT. <laughs> <laughs> The fish should put it up on New Japan World. <laughs> um, oh, what the fuck was we talking about? Uh, what, what were we talking uh, about? You were saying ja- Japanese talent were on Twitter oh, yeah, and yeah, everything's yeah, fine. Yeah, 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 everything's fine, everything's fine. Oh, shit, Naito is battering Hiromu with a chair now. He's, what? He's turned heel. Oh, no. Whoa. This is terrible news. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert on the video game. Uh, all right, so yeah, so I, you, you, everybody saw that tweet, and the first thing you're thinking of is uh, the British wrestling scene. Um, I don't want to see any company go out of business. I know that we even have a few Wrestle One fans, like hardcore Wrestle One fans, that listen to this show. Um, that were a little shocked and a little uh, disappointed. Um. You know, you can't run 500 seats, 300 seats, whatever, you know, consistently and expect to turn a profit. Um, and they, you know, in reading the articles, it was looking like they were struggling to do that consistently. And that was something we had talked about. I, um, I, I'm curious to hear, and I don't know if you have an answer to this, Joel, 
being that you're more tuned in to the uh, the subgenres of of uh, pro wrestling Twitter. What are the what are the all Japan fans thinking of this this development, where uh, one of their favorites, a legend in the in the world of all Japan pro wrestling, is uh, apparently in talks at the very least, and at the very least taking a ride out to Orlando, Florida, to learn how to look into a hard camera. What what's the general feeling? What's the temperature? In, uh... They they are they're distraught. They're fearing the worst, and a lot of them are starting to mentally check out of wow. the fandom for the product. Is that right? Wow! Would you ever see the day Jake Lee is 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 tossed aside? Uh, that's got to be heartbreaking for them. I mean, look, they like a product that arguably is on the on the deeper side of the pool when it comes to pro wrestling fandom. You know, you got to go out of your way to watch these shows, to find their network, to get it to fucking work, apparently. Um, and then, you know, to have that be your... That's your promote. That's the flag you're going to put down. You're going to wave the all-Japan flag. And to wake up to that news of... Of all companies, like, I th- do you think they could stomach it more if there was some type of collaboration with New Japan, or even a collaboration with AEW? But to have it be WWE, the evil empire, the worst of the worst. <laughs> like they had to have woken up and just been like, "My life stinks right now." Yeah, it's definitely the worst case scenario for them. Um, I mean, what does it mean for New Japan? I don't know. I think NXT Japan is going to fail. And I ju- I'm just not sure how healthy the landscape is for wrestling in Japan at the moment. To have one massively dominant company in the shape of New Japan and a couple who are, are big and are doing well, like DDT, Dragon Gate, but then it seems everyone else is just... Um, hand to mouth you know this coronavirus thing has basically been the death knell for Wrestle 1 and there must be a lot of others who are really struggling and that's not a healthy scene is it? No they need to run shows they need so in in the, and here's the thing too they, they don't have any real great revenue streams like like I gotta be honest with you if if you're a fan of some of these, you know, independent promotions, whether it be Basara or um, Wave or, or, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm just rattling off Big Japan or, you know, if you're a fan of these promotions, it's a lot to ask of you, but you got to find a way to support these companies because they're not going to be around if this coronavirus thing really t- you know they start if they had to cancel everything in march and april i mean I'm, I'm i'm giving worst case scenarios you know if they have to cancel for like two months that's gonna be tough how do you pay 
you know you, you that, that's what I'm wondering you know all, all these super well I say super fans all these people on Twitter say, oh, I love all Japan Kento's the best blah 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 how many of them do you think are actually m- contributing financially to all Japan how you many of them to. are subscribed to their stream and you know right. buying tickets and merchandise and stuff because I don't my suspicion is not that many um yeah I mean like I mean, I know people who go to All Japan shows when they go to Japan and they buy as much merch as they can for that sole purpose. So I'm not going to say that people don't do that because people do. But, I mean, we know the world we live in, right? I mean, we have people in our own fucking Discord who can't pay nine ninety nine for a fucking network and they got to download shows. And we know it, right? And But, you know, what are you going to say? You know, support the company. You know, I, you know they're going to... You know, people do what they're gonna do. I mean, I, I, I'm not a cop, um, but I will say that you know, well, never mind. I won't even say that. Um, look, if you love the company, if you're a fan of the company, I'm telling you flat out, right now, if you're a fan of these companies, you got to find a way. You got to do your. You got to do a Takayama fund or something. <laughs> um. And collect resources and buy some merch or don't. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but you got to find a way to financially support these companies because the smaller ones are going to struggle to to stay afloat because there's no money coming in. How how else is there? I mean, I don't even know if that's the answer, to be honest. But something's got to be done because... They're just going to push the pause button, and the longer it goes without any money, the, the, the longer the dust settles in the ring, and they're not going to be—they're not going to be an option. Oh, there's the message. Do you think any, any of these any of these guys are going to find their way to New Japan? Um, and do you want that? I mean, honestly, I think New Japan's roster is big enough as it is. You know, people are sitting there bitching. Oh, why was there no Shingo match or Suzuki match at Wrestle Kingdom? Do, do you want to add? Even more people to that roster. I'm not sure that you do. Um, sorry, I'm eating a gummy bear. <laughs> Probably the worst thing for a podcast. I'm eating some crisp. I've got some delicious Thai mm. lays here. Chef's signature Sengwa prawn salad flavor. Wow, it, these are fantastic. I'm eating a gummy they're, bear. They're sweet. They're spicy. They're tangy. Mm-hmm. I'm having a wonderful time here. Let's have a taste test. Come up with some wacky flavors here. There's like a curry cheese pizza flavor which is not bad in the hobby it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks we hype ourselves up thinking "Ah, maybe i can pull a ken griffey jr rookie card but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates it's all just a shot in the dark until now introducing slab packs from arena club.com the only repack that provides real value a complete view of all possible cards and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy slab packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club slab pack, and and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards, and yeah, you can open it, and look, it's going to be junk. You're, you, you know what I mean? Like You know what you're probably going to get in those. Maybe you find that fun. And sometimes I do. Sometimes I like just opening up cards and saying, oh, hey, look at some random cards or whatever. But if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards, 
it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs and it ends up being you know almost nothing you know nothing of value not with arena club you can display again of all available cards hit rates grading so you know that when you're opening up the slab pack you are going to get something valuable you are getting something good and arena club in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about is also a marketplace for card collecting buying trading selling displaying all that sort of stuff but those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your pulls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, you know, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off again that's arena club.com slash vow net arena club.com slash vow net for 10 percent off your first purchase on arena club and we thank them for sponsoring the voices of wrestling podcast network and uh, there's another one it's like baked tamarinds and cheese or, or something bizarre like that i haven't tried that one yet i'm a bit scared to but yeah, you enjoy your gummy bear, Damon. All right, um, I'm down. I, I, I killed it. Um, what I want... Look, there are talented people in every one of those companies where I think... Look, look if we got room for a Doki, we, we got room for, you know, Kenta Miyahara, let's put it that way. Uh, Manabu was pointing out something interesting to me, that if you can... Uh, he, he pointed out that Kento has... Roughly the same amount of followers on Twitter as you at Wemra. Yeah. I mean, look. look at so, I don't know if that's just a question of exposure, but maybe we've got an inflated sense of how big a star some of these guys in all Japan really are. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt about that in the sense that just you know, where they are as, as promotions with gates. And, and, and again, they can... They have good gates, you know. They'll have, you know, you'll you'll read online where you know, you know, sold out Corkin, and that's always good. Um, look, there there are talented people I would take, um, in every promotion, and it's not like we'd be poaching. They, you know, they're 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 not if they're no longer an option for wrestlers, and if wrestlers don't want to be sucked up under the WWE umbrella. That's not stealing. In fact, look, I'm tell- I'll am i tell you fucking flat out. If WWE is involved, I say fucking go for it. Poach anybody you want. Go for it. Absolutely. Um, I, would, I would do that. I would just take people to fucking take people at that point. Yep, I would. I would. Um, and, let, and, and we'll figure out you know how we're going to book them? Uh, take them, get them. Um, this is down. This is. I mean, if if things are in the direction that we're looking at, 
it's not because here's the thing. It's almost like it's the U.S. elections for president in the sense that Vince is just going to Vince has enough money to ride it out. So you say, I don't think it's going to be a success. And I don't think it's going to be a success as what people think it should be a WWE success. Like whatever that number equates to. I think it'll be under that. So it won't be a success. But Vince is going to play a waiting game. Trust me, he's in this for the long game. He's not going to be in there for two months and be like, ah, fuck this, we're out. If he's planting roots, he's going to be there. And he's going to sit there and sit there until a generation of people come to his way of thinking. Because that's what we've got right now. Joe, we got, we got, there, there are people that will defend and lose their shit over, you know, Goldberg winning the title. And they will defend these Saudi shows as if, you know, nothing's wrong. Uh, because, again, they've, they're, that's their flag they planted in. And Vince has won that game. He will stick it out. He's a, he, uh, to be as morbid as possible. By saying this, he, this will go as long as he is breathing on planet Earth. As long as he has breath in his body, there will be an NXT Japan. Um, and he will do everything in his power to make it a success. And that means, here's a blank check, fill it in, and let's make this work. I just want to see, like, Jake Lee or someone tweeting out in Japanese the equivalent of like that that ridiculous Pete Dunn tweet you know NXT coexists with an independent scene in Japan uh, <laughs> yes yeah. I, I, I just want to see that but you're going but, but we already saw that didn't we didn't we see like a bunch of um, WWE uh, talent doing that like talking about the or were that was did I didn't misread that oh yeah yeah all, all the the Brits, well, some of the more idiotic British wrestlers did that. Pete Dunne got a lot of the flack, like I said, for a ridiculous tweet saying that basically Brit rest was fine <laughs> as it's dying on its arse. So, yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see as far as that one goes. But um, certainly not good news. And I, I really hope it doesn't come to pass because I like All Japan and I hope they can make a, a better shot of things on their own terms without having to become WWE's bitch. Yep. I agree. I agree. It'll be sad. All right. Well, on the topic, I've got a bone to pick with you, Damon. Uh-oh. I need your obsession with Japanese wrestling to just calm down a little bit. This fetishizing uh. of anything that's Japanese and somehow that makes it better. You know what I'm talking about here, Damon? I do. Good old Nick, right? Then we talk about Nick. Nick Aldis. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of that? <laughs> Jesus Christ. God damn it. <sighs> I mean, I just, (laughs) the word fetish is, is an odd choice. I don't think it's a fetish. Like I think of fetish as, and maybe you can help me, Joel, being that you have a, a mastery of the, the English language that I might not even have. Uh, does fetish kind of uh, indicate a uh, sexual nature, a sexual uh, uh, interest, uh, a... Yeah, okay. it's like uh, 
well, let me get an exact please, definition here. Please, uh, please. A form of sexual desire in which gratification is linked to an abnormal degree to a particular object, item of clothing, part of the body, etc. So, yeah, right. there is sexual connotations to it. All right. Um, how about you, Joel, when you watch your... Uh, G1 finals, or you're watching your... We're sitting here talking about pants down and hunks and fuck energy and that. Definitely not fetishizing it. Not fetishizing it at all. We would never do something like that. Uh, but I think... Look, we're fetishizing it entirely on its own merits, not just because it's Japanese. And I'm sorry, Nick, just because you couldn't get over in Japan, uh, your impression and description of japanese fans is completely wrong yeah it's it, it is amazing how how off the mark that 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 really is um art look like i like hmm how do i describe this how do i how do i say this in a way that um that would be clear because i do have i do have a tough time doing that i like the fact that japanese pro wrestling and the country of japan and the the idea of going there on holiday um i love the idea that it is far away from where i live and it because it is it is different and it is um it is something that I connect with on a I, – I, I like what I see here, right, from, from, from all aspects, whether it be the food, whether the, it's the fact that there's no trash on the ground and it's clean and people are mindful and people are um, – and, and the level of detail that people go into in their jobs – and the like there are there is so much that I love about going there on holiday. I could say similar things to when I go to London. There are things that I love about going there that I know I can only experience in London. Um and I could say the same thing about Sydney, Australia. You know what I mean? Um I I I I, I don't understand <laughs> I don't understand that comment. Like I just don't understand why. I don't know why he went there. Like, is it was it just an a fact that he doesn't he feels he can't work that style? He can't keep up. He doesn't feel like he got over there, so he's going to take it out. He he th- yeah. The point he was making is like he was killing himself, and he just got light applause. I mean. Uh, like, it's not like he just went there. I, 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 I just, what? Go to any wrestling show. The, yeah. That this whole thing about oh, Japanese wrestling fans just clap and they're very quiet. It's just such nonsense. It it's is. not even worth talking about because it's just so wrong. It is. I've been to Cork and Hall where it, that place has been fucking rocking like more than than the ECW arena felt like. Um, I, Wrestle Kingdom. I'll never forget the visualization of. Naito winning that title and seeing people jumping up and down and hugging random people, like 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 people in the rows were hugging people two rows behind and high fiving and and going nuts. And yeah, when he climbed the ropes, I remember you tweeting it out. Yeah, 
Everybody was losing their shit. I, this idea that they're, they're just passive, you know, I don't. I mean, yes, to to they're not screaming obscenities like it's fucking ECW Arena or the fucking Spectrum in 1982. But yeah, I, I don't get it. I I I just don't understand. Like, it, and it felt, and again, I, we weren't there for that article, so we we do know how articles can sometimes spin a narrative. So we don't know the exact quote. We weren't there. We don't have the tapes or anything. But it didn't it seem just completely random? Like, that's the thing that you wish pro wrestling were different? I don't get that at all. It just seems like sour grapes to me. That this is someone who failed to get over in Japan and now sees how popular it is and just makes a very uh, reductive, misleading statement about the how they see things i guess i mean <sighs> but there's plenty of pro wrestlers that that apparently didn't get over in i mean here's here uh, bobby eaton midnight express one of my favorite wrestlers um i thought was was one of the in the 80s was probably one of the best u.s based pro wrestlers he did a tour of new japan um, he was in a tag team with Tony Holm um, that, that did pretty well in like their, their tag league thing. But he only did one tour. It's not like he did a million of them. And, and to me, he's one of the best pro wrestlers in the world. He didn't get over shit in, 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 in Japan. Um, there's plenty of guys. Jerry Lawler did a tour for, uh, for uh, uh, All Japan. Imagine Jerry Lawler in the myths <laughs> of late 80s Early '90s, all Japan. I mean, you know, just it's just not. You know, you don't. You're not going to get over everywhere. Fucking unbelievable. Nick called us. Unbelievable. Moving tack slightly, Damon. Have you read any good articles about Kenny Omega recently? Oh God. Have I read any of them? No, I purposely avoid yeah. them. Yeah, okay, I'm glad you did them because I've got a fun game here because I've read uh, an interesting article about Kenny Omega. So this, here's the game. I'm going to read you a series of quotes and you have to say, do you think they're real, that they are from this article, okay. or fake? Do you think they were written by me? All right. All right. It's going to be quite a long segment. I, I, <laughs> I had a lot of fun with this. Okay, so let's start off. Um, so again, you just tell me real or fake. Meet AEW's Kenny Omega, the world's greatest living wrestling artist. Even that's a little bit grand for him. I'm going to say fake. Uh, that's real. That's the title <laughs> of the piece. <laughs> so this, this, just so you know what, what, kind of, what you're dealing with here. Okay. All right. Omega seems to hang in the air, his body almost pressing pause, as if to allow you an extra moment to enjoy this thrilling display of human athletic potential. Whew. Sounds very well written for a wrestling article. Uh, I'll say that's true. Okay, yeah, you're right. That's real. Omega is able to defy the laws of physics at will, such as his mastery over the physical world. Mastery over the physical world. Um, I'll say that is in the article as well. Uh, no, that's fake. Oh, okay. <laughs> that one was written by me. <laughs> okay. 
You're su- okay, next one. You're supposed to suspend disbelief when you watch professional wrestling, but is that meant to include your belief in the law of gravity? Does he hang in the air one beat, two beats, four? I mean, does he really hang in the air that much? <laughs> I mean, to me, I... I, I all right. Um... I mean, obviously, this this person hasn't watched a slam dunk contest either. <laughs> um, uh, I'll say it's in the article. Sure, why not? Yeah, it is. All right. Next one. Eventually, he crashes into his opponent. Graceful sublimity replaced by jarring physicality. I'll say that is in the article as well. That is in the article. Ah. Omega is widely considered the best professional wrestler of his era, if not of all time. Oh, my God. Give me it again. Omega is widely considered the best professional wrestler of his era, if not of all time. That's a bit grand. I'm going to say it's in the article, though. Yes, it is. Holy shit. Next. Oh. Right, wait, 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 wait. wait. Can we discuss that one? In his era, is his era the 2000s? Would you give him the whole 2000s? Is that his era? No, I I would, what, say from... Five years? Maybe, what, tw- 2015 to now? Is he the greatest? Uh... Not he's not not in my opinion. I mean, it's all subjective. Right, I think right, he's right. he's in the conversation. Sure, I okay. would I would listen to the arguments for that. Yeah, but right. he's in widely your... considered the best. Nah, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true either. Um, okay, okay, uh, and 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 of all time, come on, he's had he's had a nice run here, you know. But we're we're, put, we're putting Kenny Omega up there with Terry Funk. Come on. Okay. All right. Next one. Omega's matches against Okada will go down in history as the artistic peers to Citizen Kane, Hamlet, Symphony Number Forty, and the Mona Lisa. Wow. Listen. Let's be honest here. The Mona Lisa is a piece of shit. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) right. Right. Let's let's be truthful. That thing's gotten by. Um. It's in the article. It's not. I oh, made that one up. Oh, damn. Okay. okay. Next one. His goal, nothing less than a complete reinvention of the sport itself. One he believes has been defined for far too long, exclusively in terms of what has come before. The eyes of the industry forever on the past, rather than daring to look into the future. That's, that's in the article. Yes. <laughs> Omega will not rest until he has smashed the sport of professional wrestling down to rubble and rebuilt it in his own glorious image of dramatic perfection. I'm going to say you wrote that one. Yeah, I did write that one. You got me. <laughs> okay. I like uh, this game. All right. All right. <laughs> the way that I put things together is different from the average wrestler because the average wrestler is just that. He's just a wrestler. He's a wrestler who wants to be a wrestler. I am wrestling as a job, but trying to tell human stories to pull at your heartstrings. Oh, please let that be in the article. Yeah, it's that's, oh! a, that's a direct quote. <laughs> direct quote from... The man himself. Wow. Mr. Mr. Omega. Wow. Wrestlers are just wrestlers. He. Wrestlers are just wrestlers. He, he's pulling at our heartstrings. He transcends wrestling and uh, finds a way in your heart 
Wow. That's what he's doing, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's why we love him. Okay, next one. The things his fans the things his fans love about Kenny, the extravagant flourishes, romanticism, and behind the scenes silliness that make him intoxicating for many first discovering pro wrestling are anathema to people who want to impose a sense of self important and perpetual seriousness to the sport. Uh, I'm hoping that's in the article. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> right, well, could, you uh, he... could you read that again? Because that really seems like um, that's a pretty grand statement. Can you, can you read that? Can, please, I need, I need, I need to absorb yep. that one. Let's, let's enjoy this one. Let's savor it like a mm. fine wine. Mm-hmm. The things his fans love about Kenny: mm-hmm. the extravagant flourishes, romanticism, and behind-the-scenes silliness that make him intoxicating for many first discovering pro wrestling are anathema to people who want to impose a sense of self-important and perpetual seriousness to the sport. That's uh, that's that's something else right there. Wow, talk about a fucking holier than thou. I mean, that sentence right there. And I, and look, look, let's not let's not get carried away here. That sentence right there. Can you see? Can you see what that Kenny is doing to me? Uh, can you see how a guy like Jim Cornette could absolutely lose his mind over just that sentence? Could you? Just, I know. I know people don't agree with him, and I know people don't agree with his life. Uh, his choice of words in many cases, his feelings, his his uh, racist rant, whatever, whatever it is. Can you can you see? Can you just step outside the box a little bit and see where a guy like him could read that sentence and think, "I have spent my entire life dedicated to pro wrestling." And to make it feel, and to draw money, and to to make it feel as much of a realistic thing as I can, as much as pro wrestling can, let's call it, let's put it that way. Can you see where Jim Cornette might lose? Do you, do you see where there's there there is there might be a divide between these two camps, <laughs> right? The arrogance. Well, wait, so you, why he might take exception to the professional wrestler saying that he's better than all other professional wrestlers and what he's doing is better than professional wrestling. Yeah. I, I can I can, can see that. See? Just, if I if I squint my eyes and sort of turn my heads a little right. bit, yeah, I can see that. Okay. I'm just saying I'm not I'm not saying anybody's right or wrong. Can you see that? Can you see that or Wow, what and again, it's this is not Kenny's quote, mind you. This is an article that was written. About Kenny, but uh-huh. which contains some <laughs> pretty grandiose quotes, right? As we will support see. that narrative, but man, that's uh, there's a lot of pro wrestlers out there that have done a lot to help build this industry. That seems like a bit of a fucking 
spit in the eye. That, 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 Wait, that, tip of the iceberg, mate. Tip of the iceberg. There's, there's plenty more where that came from. Oh, my from. God. Really? Okay. Go ahead. Let's do it. Okay. He has his own vision for what wrestling can be, one that explicitly rejects the comfortable techniques and methods of yesteryear. Uh, is that, I mean, that's that's in the article, right? It, yeah, it is. Okay. Next so one. Let's, let's discuss it's, that point, though. What does that mean? <laughs> like... He's, he's reinventing the wheel, Damon. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Mm. Okay, next. Mm. His style is a new type of genius that is misunderstood by curmudgeonly Philistines in the mold of Jim Cornette, Luddites who are blind to the brilliance of Omega, whether he is wrestling 60-minute classics or little girls. Ooh. I think, it's, I think you wrote it only because you wanted to use the word curmudgeon. <laughs> Yeah, I did. I did write that one. Okay. Okay. Next one. The likes of Ric Flair and Okada have a very patterned main event style. You don't realize until after you've seen it 10 times or 12 times. This is actually just a formula. They've kind of copy and pasted. They see that the reaction is the same every time. So the wrestler says, oh, okay, this is a formula that works. And regardless of how many times they've seen it, it still works. I think that's why the Kenny Omega boom started. There's no Kenny Omega copy and paste formula. It's all different. It's difficult. Very mentally draining. And because I do that, maybe it makes me not a true wrestler's wrestler. What I'm trying to do is not attract the wrestler's wrestling fan. I'm trying to open up the world to what wrestling can be and show there is no limitation to what wrestling can be. I went way outside the box. I wasn't using the age-old wrestler formula where if you do this, it's going to get a reaction. So you do this set list of things at the ti- at this timing and it's definitely going to work. I tried to make everything unique, almost anti-wrestling in a way, but still existing within the four sides of a wrestling ring. Okay, you, there's no way you're writing all that. Um, so it's in the article. But that, what, that yeah. is a very real direct quote from Kenneth. He's having uh, a good year, Damon. He's putting on really exciting wrestling matches in that AEW. Yes, he is. <laughs> he he is. He's had he he is a he is a, a great pro wrestler. I'm not. No one's denying this. But holy shit! <laughs> you just you just don't understand his genius, Damon. Uh, I think outside the box. <laughs> How can anyone share a locker room with this guy? Is what I want to know. How can any... If Cody's quotes are anything to go by, they're struggling with it too. <laughs> Trust me, of every fucking word we've heard, there's a diva scale for for a reason. Um, look, no one on this show is doubting his tremendous pro wrestling skills. No one. Again, I, 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 I. Are you saying you wish he'd just shut the fuck up? Is that what you're saying? I just can't believe the fact that he would say, one, something ridiculous like that, and two, just unbelievably disrespectful. Like I'm hoping that these quotes were taken out of taken out of context, were 
And, and, and that can I happen. did not. I did not take them out of context. No, 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 no. But, I but, promise but, you, I did not. But, but, but I mean, the article that was read. But, I mean, I mean that is a long quote. I mean, to to fucking. It, it was a sit down interview with a man. Wow. Imagine, imagine playing that. Imagine Okada reading that, right? Or <laughs> Kenta Kabashi, or um, I mean, even Ricky Steamboat. Or um, I, I'm 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 left with nothing but just shut the fuck up. Let me give you the next quote. Oh, Omega admits it can be intimidating being in the ring with him. Mm. Okada was out of ideas for our final match. He felt we'd done everything that could be done. It took some time to convince him, and even Ghetto, that we could eclipse what we had done at Dominion the year before. Okay. Uh, that's in the article as well? Uh, no, that's fake, actually. Oh. That was written by Nicole. <laughs> oh, good job. She can write. I like the fact that you believed it was true. I mean, I uh, at okay. this point, the craziest quotes are in the fucking article. So, so I, I, This is the fun part of the game, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it what, is. what crazy shit we can write that yeah. you would believe. Yeah. Uh, all right. But before Omega gave in to the darkness, he found a beacon, a partner willing to take the journey with him. Together, the two men wrote the greatest love story in the history of professional wrestling and with a group of like-minded peers, changed the way wrestling looked and felt. Their goal was to spread wrestling beyond the existing fan base to create stories and moments that could lure outsiders into their strange world. And the article went on to say, that went out the window when the merch bill came in. <laughs> <laughs> According to... <laughs> we don't know that. It's, uh, it's we don't no. talk... I don't know why we're saying that. Um, um, uh, real or fake? That is fake. Uh, no, real. That was oh. real. We're just scratching the surface here. Uh, Omega shines as wrestling's true auteur. Dare one say, as brightly as a golden star. That's so hokey it can't be in. You wrote that. Uh, Nicole wrote that one. (laughs) Okay, uh, next one. Omega has a unique chemistry with Ibushi. Mm -hmm. A physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and sexual synergy that is unlikely to ever be matched in the pantheon of wrestling rivalries. Mm. Um... That is in the article. No, I wrote that one. Ah! Oh. <laughs> All right. Oh. <laughs> the two men seem Fetish- to move as one entity. again. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh. The two men seem to move as one entity. Their bodies and minds synchronized to a level almost scary to behold. They didn't just form a tag team. They became partners in a way you rarely see in the wrestling space. Their devotion to both their art and each other inspiring scores of fans who watched the two shift effortlessly between broad comedy and breathtakingly beautiful technical wrestling. Hate pro wrestling. I fucking hate it. <laughs> Real or fake? I hate this shit so much. Um, God, I mean, let's go all in. It's in the fucking article. Yes, it is, Damon. 
Omega all but wrecked Ibushi on his body, explicitly making sartorial choices that evoke the spectre of his <laughs> departed friends. And the two would send pointed messages to each other in the ring or through the press. <laughs> um, alright. It's in the article. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I like pro wrestling? I hate pro wrestling now. This sounds terrible. (laughs) (laughs) The tale that began with two men looking for a place to belong ended for now with them together in the ring in Tokyo as the snow fell. They had found it wasn't a place they were searching for at all. It was each other. (laughs) This is the fucking notebook is what this is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, um... Uh... I'm gonna say it's fake only because Nicole's been leaning very hard on 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 that on that scene. On, like she mentioned the snow falling many times at Quirkin, so I'm gonna go fake. No, that's real. Ah, oh, fuck! You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> right, next one. Setting aside squabbles regarding agency over career and life choices, fans of wrestling are hoping and praying that someday Kenny will get his best friend back and they will have golden lovers tag matches until the day they die. Forget Ibushi forging his own path as a singles competitor. Kenny and Kota will somehow, some way, find their way back to each other. <sighs> not, not, not unless Kenny writes a check. <laughs> Forget out that fucking checkbook. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't think I've laughed this hard in fucking weeks. This, you know what? You're right. This has been. uh, You know what? You're you were right on this. This is this has been tremendous. Um, this might be our best show ever. Uh. Or at least I, we've had the most fun doing it. That is in the article. No, I read oh, that. Oh, fuck. All right, I've got three more for you. The right. matches are filled with callbacks, whether it's using the finishing maneuvers of vanquished foes or relying on Ibushi's moves whenever things look particularly dire, perhaps longing for a safe space in the midst of chaos. Mm-hmm. It can be overwhelming to watch, especially if you're searching for deeper meaning with every gesture and look. Yeah, I'm looking for... Yeah, I'm okay. It's in the article. Uh, yeah, that one's real. All right. Indeed, when Omega kicks out of one uh-huh. after receiving a golden trigger, this is to be viewed not as a flagrant petty shot at an ex co worker who's moved on without him, but a beautiful continuation of their romantic tale as the spirit of their bond fuels Kenny's soul to keep on fighting. He kicked out at one. I mean. Uh. In the article. No, I rate that. No. <laughs> That's your, okay, I tell you what, one. you could do this. Like, you you could write these. I don't know who, where... The, tongue, where... tongue firmly in cheek. Mm, well, yeah. If I just put on my absolute silliest, most ridiculous, over-the-top, fluff, right. fluffy hat. Right. Yes, I can. Right, right. All right, next one. 
But what I do, what I don't do, is put that in an article and publish it for real people to read. <laughs> but there you go. That's just me. Right, last one. Too much thought goes into it sometimes. Omega admits that's the thing. It's a double-edged sword because uh-huh. sometimes when you think too much into it, uh-huh. it will take someone who is very clever or who has really followed everything from like day one to uh-huh. go online and say, "By the way, that's what this meant," and then everyone is like, "Oh, I get it." Um, I mean, like, is he, I'm not even sure I understand what what he's getting at with this. He's saying that people. So he's saying the, 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 the callbacks and storytelling that he puts in his matches are so fucking clever that a lot of most, most viewers are too stupid to Ah, figure out what those references are. Gotcha. And then there's somebody that will hop on a, a big Kenny Omega fan will hop on and be like, "No, that's a callback to this." Is that what it is? is that what hey, and then we all say, "Oh, yeah, that you are you are oh, the best." Yeah, yeah. Good. Well, listen, we we do that to a large degree on, <laughs> on just about every New Japan show. So, uh, uh, yeah, I'll say that's in the article. It certainly is a direct quote from Kenneth Omega. All right, <laughs> yeah, Kenny from the. From the lips, uh, straight from the horse's mouth. Um, All right. What do you think of that, then? Well, we are. We, we do that, right? We kind of do that to a certain degree. Uh, we'll remind people, of, hey, remember they did this back in whatever. Uh, and I think that makes for good pro wrestling. So, uh, I mean, he, he seems to, to think he's the master of it, apparently. But, okay, good. But well, here's the thing. I'd rather have him do that than not do it. Um, but, but, okay, he's... Um, he's he's planting seeds for the people that are that have been there, the, you know, the longest to be able to help tell the story. Um, okay, I, I th- that I don't really have a huge issue with. I really don't. All right. Well, that's it. That's the end of that's the it? fun game, oh, real or fake. I yeah. tell you what, that that might be one of the best bits we've ever done. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I I, I think everyone thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, whether you're a, a fan of Kenneth or not, you you definitely got a laugh out of that. And and again, you I hope that you can see uh, some of the absurdities that uh, come. Who, where did that article come from? Can we can we just say where? Mm, no, you don't have do to. I, 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 All right, people are gonna find not. it. Okay, yeah. Okay, people are gonna find yeah, it. Yeah, people will find it. It's out there. You don't have to look hard. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's that was whew, wow. Uh, I mean, I just we're, we're Kenny Omega has had an unbelievable run, and 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 I would I'm telling you right now, if I could take back Kenny Omega, the wrestler, into New Japan, I would take him back tomorrow. I really would. It's this. This is the stuff that just I cannot deal with. With this stuff, this is just those. Some of those quotes were just unfucking real. If I'm a pro wrestler, if I'm if I'm working with New Japan Pro Wrestling, or really anywhere, and I read that, and I I, I have to think to myself, that's that that's that's taking some balls right there. That's taking some balls. Do you think that there are other wrestlers, Joel, in, in on God's green earth that, if given the same opportunities, could perform at that same level as Kenny Omega? What we talk, what in terms of 
Tokyo Dome main like events. Technical ability and yeah. athleticism. Yeah. Do you think, uh, given, like, you, you take you've a seen go- it, haven't we? Yeah. I, I, we've seen lots of guys do that. You know, we're looking at people like Okada, Tanahashi, Ibushi, Naito, Osprey, yes. Hiromu. Yeah. I mean, you put a guy, look, you even say it. It's hard for you to go your to your top ranking of matches, the most enjoyment you can have out of in a match, unless it's on a big stage, big spotlight. Well, I mean, these matches that everybody raves about were, were just that, right? So, if given the same opportunity, I really feel like there are guys that could do that. Now, you might say, "Well, why haven't they?" Well, I feel like they have. Like I, I, I like we're talking like Kenny Omega's reinvented pro wrestling, which is just mind-boggling to me. Like, how exactly has he reinvented pro wrestling? Help me understand that. He's had some great matches. Absolutely. He had an hour draw that was arguably my my greatest match of all time. But is he reinventing? Like, I just, I don't, oh, my God. <sighs> it's exhausting. I, I Look. I'm, I'm really. And I thought we'd have nothing to talk about I know, this week. I know, I know, right. I'm 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 at the point when it comes to like I don't want to be I'm so sick of hearing his name I would I would love to never speak his name again. I I was really in two minds about whether or not to discuss that article because I don't want to be the guys like oh they won't shut up about Kenny but it was a slow news week and he did talk about Ibushi in the article so I thought it was fair game. Yeah. And we and we warned you in the beginning of the fucking show. <laughs> so. Yes, yeah. I'm so if you listened that long and you got annoyed about that, then I fucking warned you. So don't don't right. come at me with any complaints. Right, dopes. All right, what else we got, Joel? Well, I this was going to be the Mali takeover, wasn't it? Yeah, it I mean, was. we've gone for an hour and three quarters. Do we still yeah. want to get her on? Should I drag her in? It's up to you. Whatever you want to do. Let me go. Let me go and ask. All right. Anyone, All right. Would you like to? Would you like to talk on our podcast and answer some questions now? All right. This is okay. riveting audio. If and when you're ready. Okay. <laughs> what? She said. Speaking of divas. Says... <laughs> what? My bra. Your bra. Sorry. What? <laughs> Her bra. Her bra. She. <laughs> Don't hang your bra there. What's going on over there? She she has hanged her bra, uh-huh. or hung her bra, uh-huh. on the back of the door, uh-huh. and it's made it very difficult to close the door without trapping the bra in the door. Sure, so I, sure. the bra was trapped in the door, and she was going, hey, my bra. <laughs> uh, she, she says she's feeling dizzy, so she, got a pass? she says she'll come in when she's ready. Oh. So, I don't know. Let's just deal with a few questions. She doesn't come, she doesn't come. All right. Uh, uh, Nicole says, are either of you willing to get the Super J-Cast logo tattooed on your neck? <laughs> That was not a good look, was it? I I thought it was fake at first. I thought it was like one of those, um, like you know, you go to the you know the shore, or you go to the beach, and you know the, the fake tattoos are on there, and that was real as real could be. Wow! Why I, didn't anyone stop him? I don't know. I I don't understand. Like, look, I guess you can. Is his th- ego that out of control that no one just pulled him aside and said, hey? Maybe uh, don't do that. I mean, it look, it's awful. He wanted to get what he wanted to get. Like, I don't think, 
I don't think neck tattoos are a particularly great look, period. But, I mean, look, you're Cody Rhodes. You got the money to do it. You know, if, if that's what he wants to do, I, whatever. I don't think it looks good, though. I think it, I, And I'll go so far as to say, not only does it not look good, like the tattoo itself looks really, like, not good. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's that. I think he, I feel like he woke up three days later thinking, oh, I made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Taylor May says, what's the one match you want Kevin Kelly and Chris Chance to do retrospective English commentary on? Mm, good question. Um, I like the fact that they're doing that. Uh, that was one of the things that I had kind of pined for when they were launching this network. Um, but the truth of the matter is, I don't know all the ones that they've already done. Um, I would love to see, again, I always talk about those elimination uh, tag matches with Anoki and Choshu and Kengo Kamura and, and uh, Takata and, and there's one with Muda. And there's, those are great. I would love to see those. Maybe even like the Muda, Takata, Tokyo Dome. Do do an, do an entire Tokyo Dome. One of the older ones would be pretty great. Um, just just start. Yeah, from some there. of those G1 finals as well. Yeah, um, you know the Hogan, Anoki, where Hogan knocks out Anoki, um, um, and Anoki's like sitting there with his tongue hanging out. Would be pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, stuff like that. I but honestly, if they pick like an old Wrestle Kingdom or like an old. Uh, just dome show, that would be pretty cool. Just to just to do the entire show as if it were live, that might be fun. Nuclear Potato says on a related note to that question, what is the one match each of you want on New Japan World that isn't currently up there? I don't know. My my historical knowledge doesn't run deep enough for me to. Yeah, have some of the best thought. stuff is um, the TV that they would do. So they would do their TV show. Uh, and there'd be four or five matches on that show that were great, and they're not you're not going to see them on World. Um, so you got to go out of your way to to find those those TV shows. Um, I mean, there's any of that like like eighties New Japan, and again, some of the the foreign guys, Dick Murdoch and Adrian Adonis, and um, I'm watching stuff. I'm watching a, uh, I'm watching the IWGP, like the history of the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, and they have this tournament that's going on, and this is like '82, '83, and like J- Big John Stud is in there, but he has a mask, but everybody knows it's Big John Stud. And then the next year they have the same tournament, and it's fucking Big John Stud, same outfit minus the mask. <laughs> like why? Why are you not wearing a mask this time? And then Ken Patera is in it. Um. And, you know, Tatsumi Fujinami's in it. Ricky Choshu's in it. Anoki's in it. Andre's in it. Um, that's the kind of shit that, that's, that I feel is missing from the network. That, that is a huge piece of New Japan history that you're just not, you're just not going to get. And then, like, like, even, like, the history of, like, the NWO. Like, that's a huge, huge part of New Japan pro wrestling history. I mean, NWO... Bischoff stole that from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, and the idea of factions and, and all that stuff. 
I would like that. I'd like it, like maybe like a his, history of that. Because because here's the thing. What you're going to see are people like Tenzon, right, um, looking better than you will ever see them in, in recent history. Like you'll get a, a better perspective of and, – and Kojima and even Nakanishi, you'll get a better perspective of what uh, they meant to the company if they did like a, like a NWO retrospective of, for, in New Japan. Mark says, does Mox winning the AW title mean he'll be US champion for a good while so he doesn't take an L as champ somewhere? Or do you think they'll take the US title off him sooner now? I, question, I don't yeah. think the AEW title has any uh, impact upon booking for New Japan, personally. I no. think they could easily put a US title match that Moxley loses. Yep. Yeah, he won't. Let's put it this way that match, he won't come out with the AEW Heavyweight Championship, that's for sure. Um,. Which, 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 a little bit was shot. Wasn't it a little bit shocking, at least during uh, when when Jericho came out with it? Um, yeah, because I remember tweeting, "Oh, he hasn't brought it. He hasn't brought it." And then whoosh, he, with a big flourish, it was like, "Ah, he did." Yeah, he sure did. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I don't think I don't think that's going to play a factor. I don't. I don't even think they'll acknowledge it. <laughs> to be truthful, um, if and when he does lose that U.S. title. Vase Collector 420 says, is there a Japanese cultural archetype upon which Taichi's persona tends to play? I get that he's a real garbage person with bad taste and low morals who kind of comes from the streets and maybe that's it, but just curious. I mean, I don't know if I can really answer that question accurately, right? I mean, what he projects I might, in his I character. I might need to ask Manabu, actually. You know, I'm going to fire this question to Manabu, see if he's got any yeah. insight on that. Yeah, I think that would be. I think we would need a uh, definitely a Japanese perspective on that. So we'll fire some. some we'll get some help on that one. Okay. Um, Gino Gambino says your <laughs> podcast seems to have the momentum of a runaway freight train. Why are you so popular? That's a fan quote. of the Simpsons. There. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like. I didn't know what it meant at first. I. I I'll be truthful. I had to Google it. I was like, is he making fun of us? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because I think of runaway freight train, that means we have momentum. We're rolling. Yeah. Look, Satoshi Kojima followed us. I know. I saw that. So too. it was it was true up until we did this episode. And now <laughs> any momentum that we had has gone right down the shitter. Yeah. Um, I appreciate Gino checking in. We're big fans. I think we're, I'm a fan of Gino. Um, yeah, love Gino. I just don't. Where do where do you get those suits? It's like a like a what's that like a like a pinkish. Plumish. Oh man, I I love that suit. Yeah, you a big fan of that one. It's, it's kind of similar. You, you remember the one, the the Mark Henry one? Yeah, where he had his fake retirement. I do, I do. That was I probably want a salmon pink suit jacket. Yeah, you could pull that one off. Um, that was probably Mark Henry's best moment, don't you think? His entire WWE run. Oh yes, that his best moment. Yeah, I yeah, think so I think yeah. So. Okay, uh, Bash says for Joel, do you need any Chris from the UK? Bash, I always need Chris from the UK. That's a silly question. <laughs> for Damon, is he still thinking about doing the Music Damon show? If so, I can help with that. And do you think Mox will show up with AEW title next time he's in Japan? Uh, okay, yeah, so we answered that one. Um, would you do a Music Damon show where you talk exclusively about music? I don't know because I don't know how I would get around copyrights because I would want to play music on it. You know what I mean? I'm talking about the mm. album. I would want to play it. And, and I know there's like, you know, legalities with, you know, 20 second clip, 30 second clip, you're okay. Yeah. And, um, but even then, I would I would be worried. That, that seems like a lot of editing and a lot of work. So 
that's just like everything in my life. I have these grand ideas, and then when I really think about the uh, actual practice of doing it, it's like, ah, I don't know if I really want to do it. So uh, it's one of those. It's in the notebook. Let's put it that way. It's in the notebook to uh, maybe one day. But um, I have no immediate plans for that. But uh, we'll see. We'll see if the, if the inspiration strikes. English Bears fan says, as a fan of someone as uh, who didn't watch New Japan pre-Omega's IC title run, I'd love it if you covered some classic New Japan events. So we could do that, Damon. We could spend these off weeks uh, watching some classic events and giving some insight and context and uh, interesting takes for a modern audience. Or we could just laugh at stupid things people have said and done. <laughs> right. um, I know what my choice is. <laughs> right. What do you think? Right. Um, the only thing I worry about is this. I don't know if there would be a huge interest in that. Maybe there would be. I don't know. Um, I I think for for us, it's it is. I think our wheelhouse is talking about what's going on today. Um, and I don't think watching old matches and and commenting on that is is really are going to be our strong point. Um. Yeah, other people do it better than us. There's yeah. the Chris Charlton's eggshell series, WH Park's Cruel Summer and, and Thunderstruck. And I know Rich Creech has done some classic stuff on the Voices Wrestling flagship Patreon. So it's out there if you want to look for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we would do a good job with it. But yeah, I think that, that there's so many other better options for that. I, I, would, I would go that route. <laughs> I, I prefer us making fun of stuff. Me too. <laughs> uh, Christoph Burke says, is the government guidelines New Japan following to cancel the March shows run to a specific date or is it indefinite? Are they putting any restrictions on where their talent can work overseas? Uh, it's indefinite as far as I've heard. There's no news. I guess they are just terrified of losing the Olympics. Uh, whether or not this is effective, I mean, I'm not sure how effective it is to be targeting sporting and entertainment events to shut down when you're still getting thousands and thousands of people packing into subway cars every single day going to work. You know, that's a bit <laughs> up for debate, but um, I mean, that wasn't the question that was asked. Uh, we don't know is a short answer. Right. I think they're starting with uh, enter- things that, that aren't necessary, right? Um, and, and pro wrestling and, and sporting events and stuff and, and uh, gatherings would be first on the list. Um, we don't know, and it's really a, it, it, unfortunately it's it's a, neither does the company, in the sense of it's a government thing. Um, and if they when they quote unquote recommend, um, that means fucking do it. So um, yeah. It's it's really up in the air, and and you know every day you wake up and you hear more and more about it, and it ain't going away anytime soon. It feels like so. This 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 is this sucks. I don't you know this was a fun show, but I don't want to do a fucking three weeks of this. Yeah, I just thinking of the way that it was dealt with in my city, Shaman, where everything was shut down, cafes restaurants public transport just basically everything that was non-essential like in our our neighborhood only one shop was allowed to stay open so people could go out and get supplies but then they clear everything else uh no no they were they were still able to supply i don't know how they managed it but they had fresh meat fruit vegetables breads every day it was fine uh but everything else it was like no you work from home everyone works from home uh, if companies and businesses and government, whatever, take massive financial hits, so be it. And you know, I take statistics with a pinch of salt, but from what I understood, there were there were 
about 30 confirmed cases in the city and it's now gone down to eight. Uh, you know, I've got colleagues who have gone back to Shaman from their travels who are being quarantined. Then they're not allowed to leave their house until they're sending doctors around twice a day to do sputum tests to check that they're healthy. And until that's clear, they're not allowed to leave their rooms. So you know, if you want to deal with this stuff, you've got to deal with it properly to, to just sort of do half-assed, oh, no sports. It's sort of paying lip service to the problem, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, that's the next step, though. You know that's right around the corner. You know, if it gets, there's a, I'm sure there's a number of confirmed cases that they're, they want to hear. And if they hear, not that they want to hear, but if they do hear, I think that's on the table, right? If they get to a certain number of confirmed cases, you're going to see that. And that, that would be, I mean, you, you can see how it already impacts, you know, stock markets and um, financial issues, you know, it. And even here, Joel, I mean, we have fucking supermarkets in Iowa that are cleared out of uh, yeah. toilet paper and shit like that. You know what I mean? So it – and we don't have near the cases. I mean, every day you hear of something new, but it's not like we have thousands, maybe 100, maybe. Um, so it's already this little bit of hysteria in this country. Um I can't imagine what it is over there, but yeah, it clears it out. Okay, sorry. Mally's Mally's wandered in now, and she's decided that, yes, she will do the interview. And I've given her an earphone to use, and she's going, oh, it's dirty. She's not going to use it. Here, spray it. Use it. Oh, my God. You, you accepted his I'm seed. Right. You, you can put his earbud in. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, hurry up. Okay, uh, Damon, can you hear... Ma- She's not sitting down yet. I'm going to get her to sit down and sit All in front right. of the microphone properly. Okay. Yes. I, I can hear you. You're, you are a little, a little echoey, but that's okay. I don't hear her yet. Okay, well, what I've had to do, I've had to unplug my headphones and use the, the wireless earbuds instead gotcha. because otherwise okay. there's we won't both be able to hear you so i apologize if if there is bad audio quality just turn off the podcast because this probably won't be very good uh, okay manly we're going to ask you some questions so uh john you the host of wrestling omakase you might remember meeting them when we did uh karaoke together in new york john says please tell us at least one embarrassing thing about joel that there's no way any of us could already know thank you um, say again. Tell us, tell the listeners something embarrassing about me. Yeah, we want to know some dirt on Joel that uh, uh, only you would know. Something embarrassing, like did he poop the bed? Uh, something along those lines, please. Right. Um, yeah. So he's loves uh, loves dancing, uh, dancing in front of me and naked. <laughs> Let me let me see. And, I just and, want to make sure we we heard this correctly. You saying that Joel likes to dance naked in front of you? Yes, oh, and wow. it's not just like that. So he had his favorite song from uh, what was her name? 
Paula Abdul. Paula Abdul, like um, the prom- promise of a new day. We, we've had this one on the show day. before. Yes. So he loved. So recently, it became is his favorite song, and he loved to dance when he naked, and then he's uh-huh. trying to spread his legs, and then like hand on hand on his bum cheeks, like one one left hand, one right hand on both his his cheek um, bum cheeks, and he spread. He spread his bum and then like like trying to hold his asshole like um like a talking like like um how you say like make make um squid his asshole and it's like a singer like and he's singing at the same time like that. So well um yeah I got excited at the first time but the second time I feel like that's disgusting because I'm not sure like he's clean his 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 ass properly. <laughs> oh, what a show! What a show this is! What a treat for the listeners! Yeah. So lots of I, I talk to him like lots of people when they see him outside of my family and everyone like oh your husband's really good he's a nice guy he's he's really he's very into us guy and you know he's not very talking but exactly not like he's yeah. So again, just just so I'm, just so we're clear here, he will. Yeah. Na- completely and, naked, completely naked. He will bend over slightly. Yeah. Paula Abdul is being <laughs> yeah. played. Promise of a new day. He yeah. spreads open his yes. spreads, spreads open his ass cheeks, yes. and he makes his yes. asshole move to this to the sound of like like he's like his asshole yeah. is singing. Yes, I'll tell you what, like that. Yes, you I'll tell you what. Imagine, so, yeah, uh, it's pretty hot. Yeah. And the second thing, like before, <laughs> I was just gonna say that. Yeah. What, what, what a lucky thing? lady. You know, like, he's, he's like, um, you know, like, my family's thing about, oh, he's a nice guy, I'm so lucky, blah, blah, blah. But now, because he, we are staying my, with my sister in Thailand, so he's, me, her, he, he's and my sister, like, we're a good friend, and, you know, now, like, he's show his personality, and, like, he's trying to dancing, like, um, you know, like, a, like, co- like, homie, and, you know, like, how you say it's like a uh it's it's a silly dance like not the scent, not his he... own nipple in front of my <laughs> my sister and uh, like uh, wrap his nipples and dancing in front of my sister and oh. you know like t- try to dance like a sexy dance puts his 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 cock like behind his between his leg and like look i'm a lady boy like that it's, what? What? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not sure you understand what I what I said. No, I no, I, I I think we're very clear. Yes. Um. So, what does your sister say to all this? Is she looking at like him, like he's like he's lost his mind? Like, what is what is she saying? Um, she she's laughing and oh. yeah, she 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 laughing and she she like it honestly, like you know how how much she he's comfortable with. with she's her. only human. Yeah, well, uh, right. you know, like in front of my brother and my mom, like totally opposite. Like before, he just sit down, like back straight, shoulder up, and mm-hmm. you know, like oh, um, I'm Joe. Right, right. He's very yeah. proper. He's, this he's is why I don't drink too many strong zeros when we hang out, Damon. <laughs> yeah. I, wow. I, listen, I gotta be honest with you. I'm impressed by your asshole skills. That's pretty. I mean, you're getting it to, to, to sing years of practice, Abdul. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't think I don't have yeah. that kind of I don't have yeah. that kind of uh, butt control. I don't have that kind of control. I'll tell you what I do though. I'll, I'll share with you what I do. Being that you shared something very personal with Joel, 
Um, so what I'll do is I'll get out of the shower, right? And I'll walk into the living room completely naked. And then I'll get into like a runner's stance. Like Cheryl will be sitting on the couch. And I'll get into the, a runner's stance as if I'm ready to run a sprint. And I'll f- let a big fart out as if it were a starter's pistol. <laughs> and, then I'll, and then I'll run into the kitchen. <laughs> I'm going to have to steal that one. That's a all right, great one. That's, all right. You like that one? All right, good. That, that, that one, that one I'll right. give you for free. There we go. Good, very strong opening question there. Uh, Top yeah. Shag Abu says, "What animal is Joel most scared of, and have you ever recorded him ever running away from it? If so, can we please hear it? Thanks." Um, you're not really scared anymore, do you? Uh, no, no not I, really. I, I don't like spiders. Yeah, but he still can. You know, he's so no. He he said he he doesn't like spider, but the, the problem is he not run the, away or something like. The, not the times where I've seen these massive huntsman spiders has been when I'm teaching. Like one will appear in my classroom and the kids will go, ah, Mr. Abraham, there's a spider, and I can't go ah and run away because I'm the teacher, so I have to try and behave like an adult. I remember one time a kid came out of the toilet and said, uh, Mr. Abraham, there's a spider in the toilet, and I said, <laughs> Ian. Like, all sarcastic. Ian, is the spider going to attack you? And he goes, mm, I think so, yes. So I went into the toilet, and there's this fucking massive huntsman spider, like, crouched over the urinal, like, looking all... <laughs> like, it's about to... Literally, wow. like, it's about to pounce. I was like, yes, it is going to attack you. You better oh run away. God. Really? I would have been the kid who said, uh, Mr. Abraham, there's there, there's a spider in there, and it would have just been, like, a massive turd, and I would have laughed at you because you saw my big <laughs> turd. <laughs> That's what I would have done. Okay, uh, Mark says, uh, will you let your daughter become an Arsenal fan like Joel and be subjected to emotional torture? Yes, of course. Of course. Do you you have any... Of course. Do you you root for... um, Do you root for Arsenal as well? Um, no, I sorry, I I don't know about football. About and I anytime anyone might like if he want to go out and watch football, make a new friend. I think it's fine, but I'm not a football person. Yeah. Right. Okay. So you just you're just uh-huh. as says, long as he's happy. As long as he's happy and they're winning, you're content. But you really could yeah. give a shit. Yes. Yes. Bash says, "How are you coping in your last few few weeks of pregnancy?" What is coping with Like, how are you feeling? How are you dealing with it? You know, is it difficult? Is it easy? What, what's... Uh, um, it's... Honestly, like, it's normal for pregnancy. Like, become... Be, becomes, like, tired and, you know... um, Like, difficult is the last few weeks. But it's... My husband make me more difficult because of... He's just crazy at the moment. Because, you know, like... He make me more tired because I have to listen to his... Paula Abdullah every single minute. Oh, we're back to the Paula Abdullah again. <laughs> yes, yes. You she, know, she's like, even working callbacks into her set. It's we come back. You know, any time I couldn't sleep, it's not because of because of I'm heavily pregnant, but because of you know his songs that on and on and on in my head. I said, oh my gosh, like when he's he's going to stop. <laughs> so I couldn't sleep at night because I woke up in the morning. The first thing he's he didn't say good morning anymore. He just said like do 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 do. Wow. Every morning. It's the best way to wake why up. do you why do you think he has this this fascination with Paula Abdul? Like, is it is is he does he find her know. attractive or what, what's you know, the story it, here? It was the you know like this song. Uh, it was first first year when we met, like seven years ago, eight years ago, and then it was an of, exercise. It's an video. exercise song. It's my she's she, she's she's my favorite uh, exercise leader. 
collab too, and her song is amazing. But I don't know like when why he pick up this this song recently and sang to me, sings to me every day. Every yeah, day. So, every day wow. and sometimes he send the relics to scampi like put scampi <laughs> every scampi activity in the relics and like wow silly. yeah this is an amazing <laughs> amazing moment in this show's history i gotta be honest with you all right uh, give it a couple more joel because i do have to uh log into work soon uh but this is so much this is so entertaining we thank you for joining us by the way uh taking time out of your busy day and, and uh, getting your bra off the back of the door. We appreciate that um, <laughs> as well. Uh, but, yes, a couple more if we could, Joel, please. Yeah. Uh, Anders says, my partner isn't a wrestling fan, but she said she would like to hear about it. How does one talk about wrestling to someone who doesn't follow it? I, I've tried, but I cannot get you interested in wrestling at all, can I? Yeah, um, yeah it's quite a difficult question for me. Sorry. Uh, John says, not a question, but a piece of advice as a parent to Joel and Mali. While being a parent is going to consume your lives, don't forget to find time to be a couple. It will help your marriage, and it's something my wife and I took years to realise. So that's not a question, just some advice from John. Yeah, so thank, thank you, you so John. much. Yeah. Um, all right, tell, tell them to mind his own says, business, we, right? We, you got this covered, right? You, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I know how to entertain my wife, clearly. You, you, you've heard that right. from her own lips. Uh, Andy says, which New Japan wrestler is Mali's shining example of a role model for the new baby? So, which wrestler is a can a role model for baby Esther? Which wrestler can Esther learn from to be a good person? Who I know, who's you always tell me like <laughs> you don't know any wrestlers, do you? The one open the eyes. Naito. Naito. <laughs> there we go. Um, Sensational Sarah says, "What was your initial reaction to learning about Joel's obsession with wrestling? What was your reaction when you found out I was crazy about wrestling?" Um. Oh, this one is, to be honest, like, because Joe not have many activity, like, in his life, apart from reading and listening something, you know. But I'm glad he can find something, like, he like, for example, like, Arsenal and uh, wrestling. So he he can enjoy more, apart from, you know, spend time with me and, you know, be together. So, so he, um, how you say it, like, I really appreciate, like, now he's, he loved for wrestling and he grew up with, you know, like make the podcast and do something that he liked. And he's like happy to see new people. I don't know how to say like all the time in, you know, in wrestler. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to ask you one last question here. Uh, again, Sarah says this, in your opinion, which member of the New Japan roster is the most attractive? So what I'm going to do, Mally, I'm going to scroll through the profiles page of New Japan and you say stop when you think there's a, a sexy man who you think there is you very go. handsome. There you go. Okay. All right. Make sure there's a picture of right, me so up there too through. because she'll, she'll be stopping. Uh, so you say stop when you see someone you think is really good looking. Oh, it's quite fussy here. We're into the seas. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, you, oh, you say stop God. when you see one that you think is very handsome. Yeah. I have to see all of them first. Otto White, like, um, yeah. they might have more good looking. Fussy. You need a bit more time to think about this one. I quite like Okada. You like Okada? Yeah. Okay. It's a good choice. She's yeah. still Sexy going. Sexy man. Uh-huh. Sexy boy. Yeah. Oh. Yep. There we go. Yep. Great content. Uh-huh. <laughs> what a roller coaster of a show this has been, Damon. All right, well, listen, we, we thank her very much. This was an absolutely riveting 
moment in our history, Joel. Your your anal shenanigans and uh, anal miming <laughs> are yeah, like, honestly. When I saw that question, I thought, "Fuck!" She could say anything. There could yeah. be so many terrible, terrible things she said. But I didn't want to prep her or censor her. And to be honest, I thought I came out of that one. Uh, <laughs> I got off lightly. <laughs> really? That was lightly. Okay. Yeah. I tell you what, uh, isn't it amazing? Like I think everybody, ha- every couple has that. Like I just, I laugh at that. Like, like you, you know, you you act a certain way at work, and you have these roles, and and like, and then they get home, and it's just like you're talking about dumb shit, like pee holes, and fucking, you know, singing stupid songs, and I don't know. I love it. I love the fact that you two do that, and uh, that's wonderful. So again, uh, looking a little bit into the lives. Of uh, one Joel Abraham and his uh, his wonderful talents. I tell you what, <laughs> you should have done that at like the school talent show. That would have been <laughs> been a winner. All right, Joel, I got to get to work. So uh, again, we uh, thank. Every- I hope everyone enjoyed the show. It was a bit of a. It was all over, but I had fun. I don't think I've laughed harder than I've laughed in in many moons. So thank you very much, Joel Abraham, for putting that together. Uh, but let's put a bow on this one. All right, um, uh, redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash day dash cast. Uh, donate some money. Uh, you've all that, all that embarrassing shit about me. Come on, I deserve some cash for that. Uh, Discord link is in the show notes. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash super jcast. Massive thanks, editor Dan. You can find him on Twitter at uh, lousyhero219. Subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling podcast network for other great shows. Give us a five snake review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at the Super Jcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and goodbye. <laughs>